0: then, to box and brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they
1: know the brews.
0: And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself
2: some beer money. money bucks, and bucks. And brews. Bucks and, box and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and
3: brews.
0: Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Um, Nick. David. This is a little different. I can see (laughs) you and touch you. (laughs) So for anybody who's been listening lately, Nick has not been in studio for a multitude
1: of reasons. (laughs) No, dude. You say, like, you and I, it's funny, because, like, we both either have nothing or we're both just, everything's hitting the fan all at once. So, uh, but we make it a priority to try to make this happen. Well, I mean, the show has gone on,
0: so that's good. It has um so before we get into tonight's episode
1: Nick, yeah yeah what's drinking oh i'm glad you asked. all right so well, i was gifted a new glaris uh variety pack containing uh new glaris totally naked which is what i'm starting with uh we tried that real quick before we hopped on this live very good uh yeah Say, so really nice in the nose and then So, you compared it a little to a Bud Light. Much better, Bud Light. I went more to like a Heineken aspect or. Way better um, than Heineken, too, yeah. You know, somewhere around that type, like because that flavor profile, I guess, to me kind of goes that way. Let's see here. Uh, New Glarus Moon Man, uh, New Glarus Coffee Stout. Well, that sounds good. And of course, the number one best that's not Wisconsin Belted Red is New Glarus Spotted Cow, uh, which, if you haven't had Spotted Cow, and you're in the Midwest because, again, New Glarus only sells in Wisconsin. We do. You, you need to get your hands on that, right? I mean, that's a good trade bait for places outside of here. Um, I love Spotted Cow. I do. It's, it's great, great drink, and I could have 50 of them.
0: Uh, I'm going with one of my wife's favorite beers. Oh, good. I have from Blake's the Caramel Apple Cider. It's not overly caramely, but we've had it before. It's not overly caramel, but it is very good.
2: Mike, what do you have? All right, now I'm starting with I've got a uh, it's Revolution Brewing mm. Freedom of Speech, which is a sour with some peach to it. Um, I've got some a different Blake's chilling in the freezer right now, trying to get cold enough to drink. Doing the little trick where you wrap it with like the wet paper towel, to get it in, you know, get that cold in there a little faster. So gotta make sure I look into that then. I feel like I need to before I've got a couple cider boys in the cooler and yeah, science revolution brewing is a
0: brewery we need to go check out.
1: It is. I, I fully agree. In I'm, Chicago, I'm all right because uh, yeah, uh, you're aficionado, right? That's yeah, the, he he's the brewmaster, mar- ma- marketing guy. Oh, is he there? the marketing he, guy? he was the CFO. Yeah, yeah, and now he's the marketing. So, yeah. so I'm going to take a wild. Yes. shot in oh, dark, okay. can, wild, I, can i say what he's guess. drinking can uh, i say what he's drinking okay
0: mike you take the guess oh i've got to imagine it's it's city of lansing tap water and i would guess it was poured directly from the tap
1: and it's in a white yep. mug uh
4: not quite oh, I mean, so so cool. so, well uh, you know I, supporting a local industry because not far from where I'm standing right now is Dark Container Corporation in Mason, Michigan, and they make the cups that I'm drinking this out of. So, uh, between that and making the most of my City of Lansing water bill that comes in the mail electronically every month, I'm supporting the local businesses. Good
0: for you. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. Dig on me because I feel like, like local, right? Like,
4: thanks. Think um, like your
0: brother get a camera at some
2: point, David? Huh? Make, he should make his
0: brother get on Oh, he should! I, I missed the hell out of Daniel. We need to get down there at some point when life slows the fuck down. Yeah, definitely. We'd your love logo is here. local.
2: Oh, I mean, The me
0: stuff I'm wearing. Your your glass is local. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so before we get into tonight's specifics and talk about some of the new stuff Bucks and Brews is doing, I asked a question of Mike and Nick a couple of weeks ago do we remember this uh your porch <clears throat> no
1: oh um yeah. so i got no, called out a... on that one already a couple weeks ago what else did you ask uh, what i was drinking i answered that no
2: this would be a baseball related question
1: Ooh.
2: right why, why the cubs will
0: never win another world series no, no it wasn't that it was the father and son duos. oh
2: yes yep it, I remember that one.
0: was it over 40 home runs did we decide yeah David, I would like to ask you, the father-son duos that have hit over 40 home runs, there's three wow. of them. Three there's of them? There's more huh? than three. Okay. Uh, five?
4: There's spend... five, that's right. Five? Five. Well, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I'll probably not get a single one, but let me let me have a couple quick guesses here, but off the top of my head, uh, one would be maybe Ken Griffey, senior and junior. Everybody guesses that. Senior never had it never had it okay well then Go i'll move in. on to a much more closer to home combo and that would be uh, prince fielder and cecil fielder absolutely oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. good um oh boy let me see here it goes um, back
2: into the like probably around the same time frame as like griffy griffy that you were wrong on
4: okay so we're talking about like early 90s
2: late 80s um maybe in the 2000s. 70s with the dad
4: how about uh bonds the bonds boys yeah yes. bobby Bob. bonds and berry bonds is oh, that yes, they
2: did that's okay well because i got your two was, you did was Amazed by the one that i got that he i was split. amazed by the yeah. one mike got there were two that i could not get
4: okay um well then i've got to get one more to equal you dave uh hmm well what about really easy the ripkins no nope no didn't think so none of them were power hitters but what the heck they were in a story i heard on the radio yesterday so by golly the name is fresh to yeah. mind.
2: only all those robinsons were actually related yeah no
0: kidding right yeah um I, I will save you the time even though i know you won't guess this it is not the bears either go ahead yeah it's not the bears no Dale did not hit very many home runs
1: no the yogi i tell you
4: yeah well i
1: I don't want to spend but too you're time. right. time. Like, well, just real quick, I mean, right, so he's a young kid. He's a junior. His father's a senior. The, you know, the young kid is I don't know, four years in now probably.
5: Because
0: we've got two very so recently. far, right?
1: The dad did play very
0: The dad recently. played very recently. They might have. Big power him. <laughs> they might
2: have got big power He's, he, the he's got two big of, big of them guy. right so far, right? He does.
4: Yeah. Yep.
2: What, what is an active player at if I remember, uh, well, uh to, You were active. Okay.
4: Okay.
3: Um, you we're active ball players.
1: What, what is the well those right now from
0: power numbers? hitting?
5: Yes.
1: Now I'll give you another. Uh, let's say
3: one of them. Uh,
2: one of them is. Say it's, it's
4: kind. It's, it's kind of like the Griffies, where they have the same first and last yep. name. So
2: it's, it's a a senior, senior and, junior. and junior.
4: So I'm thinking of uh, Marquise Grissom. Mm. No, no.
1: Uh, it, it sounds like a Russian name.
0: It does first sound first like a Russian, Russian name. The first name. The first name is Russian.
4: Uh, Vladimir Guerrero. Bingo! There you go. Guerrero. Senior and junior. Vladimir can be a. It doesn't it's not always a Russian name, but yep, okay. Say, yeah. okay.
2: The same the same name is Truman, basically. Yeah, so you got two with, left.
4: With help, I've I've equaled you, Dave. So that yes. means something to me.
2: Uh, Mike, the only way I thought of even the one is because he was a cub for a while. Suddenly he was. was a cub
0: for a while, and I that was one of the ones I couldn't get. Mike, you want to share that one? Please. Voice ace and felipe, felipe you'll lose okay and the one yep. that nobody can get fernando tatis junior and senior wow yeah wow yeah really? nobody could get that one and i'm wow. like we're gonna have the professor on i have to throw this out there because we're all big baseball fans oh yeah, yeah. and Almost i knew you would
4: definitely. i knew you'd love that little trivia there definitely definitely i was listening to a cubs game Earlier this summer on the radio, and they had a really interesting one on there. And I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm not going to attempt to um, do it word for word. But the long short of it was, <laughs> and only radio broadcasters would spend the time to discover this. So I think it was 1983 or 84. They were saying was the first time there was a, I think, a grand slam home run in the All Star game. And it's just bizarre. The I guess the guy that gave up the meatball you know the pitcher um his daughter ended up marrying one of the guys that was playing on the cut in the cubs game that particular day it might have even been jan gomes actually even though he's from brazil originally Mm -hmm. but something odd like that i'm thinking myself (laughs) who the hell thinks to look this stuff up but we're baseball people and the answer is we do.
5: Yes,
0: we do. Yeah. The,
4: the weird thing is, I seen one. I seen one kind of like with the fact that you're saying today.
1: Um, I say it was like yesterday. and I and again, I'm gonna get names completely wrong, but it was uh, Serena Williams in 1994 won a Grand Slam or whatever it is. It,
0: it was Serena Williams in 2002, and then or 2001, one of the two. Sure, and then did it she, again. She she won the Grand Slam. pull yep. Pool holes hit a homer. There you go. And two people got base hits or something. And in 21 or 22, whatever it was, now, yeah. Serena won a grand slam, yeah. Pool hole set a homer, and their kids got singles.
1: August August 29th. Yeah, it was August 29th of whatever year. And then August 29th. And I was like, you're down to the specific day. Yeah. Like, how dumb is this that you compared softball or, sorry, tennis to, tennis baseball, to baseball? And I'm like, this is just like, <laughs> I have more things to do in my life. If you yeah. ask me that trivia fact, and I lost a million dollars because I didn't know that. With the three play like still even at this point in my life, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like
2: wow. Well, obviously, yep. I believe why Moise sticks out to me is because that was the fan interference during the national yeah. League championship series. Burtman. he was the one who was yeah had the opportunity to catch that ball, and which he was,
0: was never going to catch. And then he threw a hissy fit like a fucking baby because mm-hmm. he was never going to catch that ball. And Bartman's not even the only one that touched it, but.
3: Yeah. You Even know, when
0: I, they got kicked out. Yeah. Well, he didn't get kicked out. He, they had to escort him out because people were going to kill him.
4: Yeah. That's right. And Ridiculous. now, when you go to Wrigley Field, everybody's got to go to the seat. Yeah. I did it when I was there a few years ago and see, yeah, that's where he was sitting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of, you know, 40,000 other seats in the stadium, but there it is.
0: So, this trivia question actually came from something that i will get totally fucking wrong but i'm gonna tell the story anyway so it was a guy that was talking on a triple a broadcast he broadcasts for i'm i'm gonna get it wrong but let's say it's the modesto A's, okay just because i know it's some someplace in california he's a triple a announcer or at least on the west coast and how he got his position was in like 1972 or something he went to george steinbrenner and said hey I need to make a reel of me calling a baseball game. Would you be able to just stick me in like a booth and record this for me? And Steinbrenner went, sure, not a problem. And from there, he got like his first minor league job, which then got him the next job that he was at for like 50 years. Yeah. And he's just now (laughs) retiring and he brought up that, that trivia question, (laughs) which is how I got it. So I thought that was really cool. I, well, real quickly, I've got on.
4: one, one more, if I can. Yes. So I heard this yesterday, I think driving home from work. And the longest baseball game in history. It involved the Pawtucket Red Sox, who were a A affiliate of, yes, the Boston yeah. Red Sox. No, no, I figured it would be the New York Yankees for that. Day. No. Yeah. And uh, it happened in, I think it was 1981. And the game ended up being a 33-inning game. Jesus, 32 of which were played from the first inning through the 32nd inning. And then at 4 o'clock in the morning, the umpires said, well, we're going to have to come back and finish this one, which they did a couple months later. Now, here's <laughs> For the here's one really cool thing about that. On the field at the time, Cal Ripken, Jr., and wade boggs nice yep playing for the paul Tuckett red sox hmm. so isn't that wow. just something and and the game started at like eight o'clock uh they called her after 32 innings at four o'clock the next morning and then again they it was still a tie so they had to come back a couple months later and and that only took one inning so imagine yeah
2: if that was a game on, at the majors with like TV, you, you know, imagine? breaks and everything like that. I mean, it was that long, you know, that many hours into that many innings when it's not televised. And you imagine like all the breaks for that, it would have been like at four o'clock in the morning, they would have called it and it was coming in like the 20th inning. A World Series,
4: right? Oh yeah. And I mean, I can remember probably i want to say three or four years ago maybe it's five years ago uh listening to a tiger game they're playing the blue jays and i think that one went into like 17 innings yeah i which is remarkable and the best extra inning games i've ever listened to was and you'll have to get this this involves time zones so the tigers were playing out on the west coast I was in Europe at the time. I was in the Netherlands, which is six hours ahead of us here in the Eastern time zone. And that would put it at, what, nine hours ahead of West Coast. You could Coast. have
2: basically woken up at like four o'clock your time there, and it would have been starting the game or whatever on the West Yes. Coast.
4: So I got up at like about, I don't know, quarter to seven in, you know, Central Europe time. And I thought, you know what? I've got the MLB app on my phone. What the fuck? (laughs) You know, I'm going to see if the Tiger game is still on. They're out west. It'd be late. But so sure enough, they were still playing. And on top of that, it was a uh, extra innings game. So it was something marvelous about going for a walk around, uh, you know, a couple little towns in the Netherlands uh, on the outskirts of Amsterdam, listening to a Tiger game. That's gone into extra innings, uh, you know, <clears throat> six, seven thousand miles away on the west coast of North America. So, extra innings are cool sometimes.
0: They are. So they helped the a rain delay in extra innings helped the. Uh, Seventeen minutes in the rain wiped away one hundred and ten years of drought. Was it one hundred and ten? It was more than that. It was One hundred eight. That was really funny. What?
1: I was just watching. Rookie
0: of the year. You were. I've never seen that movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Honestly, I've been watching a lot of movies from when I was a kid. They're not as cool as when I was a kid.
2: Surprised you've never it's... seen it when it actually has it involves the Cubs.
1: It does involve, the, and it was, and it, it's it's me as a coach. That's why I watch it all the time, right?
0: Daniel Stern or Gary Goosey? Yeah.
1: Dan, Daniel Stern. Okay. But, <laughs> Gary
5: Busey. <Lucy>. one
2: <laughs> only uh, thing while we're still on like sports a little bit, they, yeah. You may like this, Mr. Levian. Yes, sir. I found, of course, you know, Wordle is like the big new thing, but there's this sports game called Chuckle, where it's, you get basically six clues to guess, you know, a sports figure or a sports team, and it's mostly your main sport, so. And they do daily things like the Wordle does, so just something to think about if you're ever like, hey. So I wouldn't like, Say the soccer player was Alexi Lalas or some shit no, like that, that no. nobody would fucking know. But me. it's always everything I've gotten it's been it's actually been basketball, football, and baseball. So
5: even right.
3: easier to know.
0: So let's see, we have let's get this some Bucks and Brews news. I have a special guest, we do, we'll get to that yes. too.
1: Oh, I was talking about Mr. Sealing, I right?
0: was too, but we'll get to that in a second. Oh, I got I Bucks see. and Brews news, oh, yes. yeah. So we started the Discord. Yeah, we which did. Nobody we did. knows.
3: We totally did.
0: Nobody knows what the fuck that is, including my co-host Nick has no oh, fuck We clue. so Discord is like this kids messaging or message board type thing. It's like Reddit. It's more private.
3: It's on my phone. Yeah, so this we started a
0: pizza. we started a Bucks and Brews Discord so that we can talk to you know people that are like us and and want to talk financial stuff or show ideas and that way you know we have a a general place to go and park our thoughts and and crap and hopefully bring it up on here so we started that if you want to get into discord just uh reach out to bucks and brews uh our email is bucks and brews llc at gmail.com okay so find us there um our patreon i went and revamped okay so if you want to support us, three bucks a month, we'll give you a shout out in the show notes. We'll give you a shout out on air for for that month specifically, and you'll get access to our previous TikTok lives where Nick and I talk about stupid shit and trivia and and send some swag out to people. We do.
3: Enjoy it. So we have sent a bunch of swag? We have. People.
0: We enjoy trivia here. I'm I'm I have not sent swag to the professor because at some point I'm going to take him some shit.
2: Okay. Gonna go to no, some yeah, we're going to well, take. We him. had a plan and then they got COVID.
0: Yeah, they got COVID, and then, like, Way to go. everything in our lives got fucked after this.
4: <laughs> we haven't been able to do that, but it, that's
0: going to happen. And I have so we much freedom in my can't life. Can't wait so, to have
4: you over here. You know where we live, I, so
3: anytime.
0: Just I miss both on of on. you. I've not seen the the twins since 20, I want to say 2018.
4: Yeah, the last it time I... was before the s- business.
0: It was probably 2018.
4: Yep, I saw you in 2018... Uh, on the way back from a conference I went to in Grand Rapids, yes. and I think that you and Don came over here uh, that spring. Yes. And oh. and so, yeah, it's been, you know, too long. Way too long. Way too long.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, and, and I've said this before on air.
0: David and Daniel are my oldest friends. Yeah. I've known them since, like, kindergarten or first
1: grade. I, uh, I keep going up to Lansing, and uh, I... I... Never find time to actually go out and eat food cause I mean, it's yeah. an hour and something drive and then I have to work. <laughs> then, and then you're I working. Have to get back cause I'm like I'm tired of being out here <laughs> But I now, will be out there again soon, I think.
0: need to make it track. That's all I know.
1: Tomorrow's Thursday. It is. Friday, so I'll be out there. I'm working through.
3: all weekend. Lucky me. Saturday, really though,
1: you like how I my My brain is just literally on one type of a topic and i'm sitting here yep okay
0: <laughs> monday i'm grilling on the new porch no chance. yes oh. and and having some beverages if you're free I mean, you're more than welcome town. to come over my That's fine. i, I may leave.
2: i may leave my kids at home by themselves just come to that uh i will be but i don't think they'll me. want to go i mean they're more than welcome to come but i understand they're more than welcome to come
0: it's just i don't think they'll want to come uh, Honestly, the only one that might come is Max, because I can't see your daughter coming at all.
1: Does she hate you that much? Huh? Max, Max, Everybody hates
0: Max, me that I much. Mean,
2: if Max could hook up to your Wi-Fi <laughs> I and game inside your house, yes. I mean, he, he could come. do that anytime time he Same wants. Same thing with my daughter. She would come if she could hook up to your Wi-Fi and do things in your house, too.
0: I mean, you know, that if I they want to, they can. So, Nick, you do. Our guest is one of our favorite people.
3: He is one
0: of our our most frequent guests. I'm building it up because a, I think the world of him. he's shares a nickname with a, a great Chicago Cubs picture. His nickname is the professor.
1: Uh, yeah,. yeah. And uh, you know, he, and whether
0: he likes that nickname or not, it doesn't fucking matter because that's what he called him. him.
1: He still shows up here he does. he's he's becoming a guy who I find more and more interesting, even though I haven't known him very long. But I enjoy his conversation. He always has great information. Yeah. And, you know, tonight's topic I'm really excited about because it kind of hits towards his, you know, playing field. Well, because he, we like baseball analogy. We do. <laughs> so, Professor
0: Professor Seawick reached out to me and he goes, if you want to talk student loan forgiveness, <laughs>
1: say, let
0: me know. And I said, well,
4: yeah, say, funny you should mention that. Come yeah. on, buddy. Well, thank you to introduction is is very nice i appreciate that and uh i always have fun on the program and so of course last week i guess it would have been probably about a week ago today actually the president announced his plan to uh put forth some type of a student loan forgiveness plan and there's sort of been the immediate knee-jerk reaction that people on an issue that actually surprises me that this would be polarizing. I mean, it does. And I, really? I'm, not, I'm not a uh, person who is, well, ignorant of the political situation of the United States right now. But this one really seems to be bizarre in sort of the camps that are being built in terms of what side of the aisle people tend to fall on. And I think the reason for that is because Over the last probably 30 years, especially, this country has undergone a very previously unthinkable political transformation, where now the overwhelming uh, majority of Democratic Party voters are college educated,
5: Mm -hmm.
4: and many of them have advanced degrees. Mm -hmm. And the Republican Party has turned into a party that attracts working class people. And folks that do not have a lot of formal education. And that is a complete reversal of the way the American political structure worked for a long time, 100 years, actually. So now, because of that, the constituency, if you will, that Joe Biden is probably most appealing to are to some extent, although this is something I want to get into here, um, more benefit will benefit more from the student loan forgiveness than maybe those that didn't vote for him. But I don't want to overstate that because that is a simplification of this, that when you look into it a little bit further, it's not actually entirely the case. And the the other, so that's one thing that I've noticed about this is it's becoming okay. a, politicized in a way that, again, I I'm surprised it has. And but that leads me to the second point. And that is, there's been a lot of dollar figures that have been thrown out that, oh, this is gonna cost this much money. It's gonna cost that much money. It's gonna benefit these people. It's gonna benefit those people. And I've, I've gone ahead and looked up some data, <laughs> um, some statistics that I thought, well, statistics. you know, I gotta look into this a little bit further because I have my own personal experience with student loan debt and that's great. But you know what? Nobody cares about me let's talk about the trends as a whole and what other folks maybe are going through. And so here's a few things to consider, all right? Now, I have the uh, the White House's website pulled up right now, by golly, doing a little bit of pre-show research. And according to the White House uh, student loan cancellation area of their website, the vast majority of the people that would benefit from some or all of their student loan debt being canceled earn less than $75,000 a year. Mm -hmm. So I know that I heard two or three stories and read probably twice or three times that many online over the last week that have suggested that, well, this is a a program that's going to benefit disproportionately people who don't actually need it because they already make lots of money. And it appears to be that's not actually the case unless you consider $75,000 or less to be quote, unquote, lots of money. And so that's one thing that I think is just not true that I've read quite a bit about is that this is some big handout to people that already have a lot of money because we all know that, and I'm speaking sarcastically, that people that go to college end up making six figure salaries when they're 24 years old. And if they don't want to pay their loans back, it's because they're deadbeats. It's not because they can't afford it that is not true. But then that brought me to a second thing I wanted to consider here as well, which is how much money is this actually going to cost the uh, taxpayer? That's a very complicated question to answer. And here's why. Because the nature of debt is such that it is a cost to somebody at some level that is not incurred at one time. And it's not paid back at one time. And so as a quick example, let's just say John Doe took out a $20,000 loan in 1995. Okay. The federal government in 1995 loaned him the $20,000 in a hypothetical example. In 1995 on their books, they have a $20,000 uh, debit, a debt that they have incurred. So they've lost $20,000 in in revenue or in expenses at that point, they've spent it in expenses. Now, in the books for 1995, then there's $20,000 of negative that came out of there. But What happens when we get to the year 2022, and now 20-some years have passed, that $20,000, if it was paid back, was paid back over a course of probably 10 years or more with interest attached to it. And as any loan, the government is no different. They intend on making some money off the loan. So the government loans you money, they charge you interest just like a bank does. Mm -hmm. Um, Unlike a bank though, the federal government doesn't take the money it collects from that interest and figure out a way to make more money off of it. In their world, that's money that goes back into the coffers and then the government uses it probably to loan more money out from the Department of Education Student Loan Program. So now imagine the roughly 45 million Americans that have some type of a scenario that I just described to you. So the federal government then comes along in 2022 and says, we're going to wipe the slate clean for $10,000 on average of the 45 million people that still have student loan debt out there, or we will make that we will make that a possibility for them. Now, if every one of those 45 million people were indeed going to get $10,000 written off essentially of their loans, some of them that would retire the loan entirely, they wouldn't owe anymore. Many of them it won't actually, they'll still owe some money, but they'll owe $10,000 less than they did before as a strict one-time expense of what that would cost the government it would well it's pretty easy math to do 10,000 dollars times 45 million people is 450 uh, what billion dollars i believe if i did my math correctly yep. and 450 billion dollars seems in most people's minds an astronomical amount of money but keep in mind the federal government the budget this year is going to be about 6 trillion dollars so this would be one twelfth, basically a little bit less than 1 of the federal expenditure for this year. Now that money is not going to all be written off at one time. It's going to be distributed out over probably a series of years, depending on when people become eligible for this or when people choose to take the offer. And then at the same time, there'll be plenty of people out there who even if they take the $10,000 and have that written off under loans, they're still going to owe 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 or $40,000. And presumably many of those will continue making payments on that with interest, thereby meaning the final cost to the government in terms of a, a loss of money. It's not as simple as calculating, okay, they're going to spend $450 billion on this this year. And out of a $6 trillion federal budget, that means they spent a little bit less than the 12th of the budget doing so. Because the money wasn't loaned out at one time and the write-off is not going to be affecting everybody at the same time. The expense doesn't come out at the same time either. And I would agree so, with
2: that because, I mean, it, it is. It's very different than like the over-relief Know, money that came out i mean because those were like lump like everybody received you know those 1200 hundred dollar checks within a very short period of time well, covid and relief then, the airline bailout the bank yeah. bailout yep. all of those things yeah everything was and this will this will be something that again like he mentioned you know it's going to be over a set period of time it's not going to clear everybody's debt. So there's still going to be income coming into those coffers in the long term of debt. And I mean, like I said, I think you did it really well, even with your statement there, Professor, about, um, you know, the people who will get it. Because I've seen ones about, oh my God, they're going to forgive, you know, debt for like people who are becoming doctors, and lawyers and stuff like that. I'm sorry, when you get out of like med school, those first three or four or whatever years when you're in like your residency and stuff you're not making hundreds of thousands of dollars and even certain specialties aren't making that much money you're not making that much money until you become like a very significant specialist in a very you know indeed field and even then it's depending on where you work you know you might work for you know maybe you're an oncologist who works for a non-profit you know you're not making those that kind of money and I said uh, I've known a lot of people who have either been residents, uh, you know, in their residencies, or have been married to, or whatever, and they're living in, you know, either like rental units or you know apartments or whatever. Unless maybe they have kids, then maybe they're splurging at a house or whatever. But in a lot of cases, because they've got even at that point hundreds of thousands of dollars in student
4: debt. Oh yeah, and. You bring up a great point, Mike. And and that is precisely that people again to go back to a point I made earlier too, you echoed it's not like you everybody that goes to college automatically graduates, gets that huge salary job, and then they're good to go. Even advanced professional positions like an attorney, like a doctor, and and we take attorneys, for example. I mean, the I don't know if you you've been following this, but a lot of the law schools in the United States have closed over the last 10 years. And the reason why they've closed is because their enrollment plummeted. And on top of that, because the uh, US Department of Education tracks very closely success rates, meaning did the students who took student loan money actually pass the classes that the loan money paid for. And they also follow student loan recipients after they graduate to see is, is the program that the student loan program is funding tuition for, actually something that students can get a job in afterwards. And attorneys, believe it or not, has the law field has been one of those fields that there hasn't been a particularly high success rate. I know that there's been a couple of law schools here in Michigan, I won't name them. Anybody who's listening can look them up.
2: That one of them actually, in, the, in the greater Lansing area?
4: Around <laughs> the state, and they had such low uh, passage rates for their students graduating, uh, taking the bar exam, that they actually had their credibility threatened, their uh, accreditation threatened, and accreditation for a law school is, it's comprehensive because it also involves the state bar um, mm-hmm. accrediting the program partially based on the success rates of the students. So even then, let's say that you do graduate from law school you pass the bar if you're not a partner at a law firm you're not making anywhere near the amount of money that you borrowed to get your law degree and at the same time a lot of people who do graduate well they they become public prosecutors mm-hmm. and prosecuting attorneys make you know a third a quarter a fifth of what a partner would in private practice for a law firm and Look, I'm not. I wouldn't even go with a fifth. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not, my point of this isn't to, you know, put a sob story together for people. I mean, believe it or not, and I'll say the same thing I said the last time we talked about this on this program, I'm not actually that for or that against debt relief. I'm not, and, and maybe it's because from a selfish point of view, I took out a lot of student loan debt, nothing compared to what most people have now, but I did. I paid a lot of it back until uh, the Trump administration suspended loan payments as part of the COVID relief packages that went through. I was making several hundred dollar a month payments on it because I just wanted to pay it down and consider myself really responsible for paying that down because I can. I mean, I don't wanna be a deadbeat. Most people that borrow money I like to think, regardless of what it's for, know the responsibility they have to pay it back. I mean, it's just part of the deal. You sign the document. It said you got to pay it back. Fine, I'll pay it back. But at and the we, same we, time, people make choices too. And and lawyers know that they're going to incur a ton of money to go to law school. Doctors do too. And, and there are other professions that are that way as well. So I, I really can, I hope, present both sides of the debate here. And I it may be surprising but honestly i do not have a super strong opinion one way or the other on this well you the funny part s- is several
0: points to make but i want mike you go ahead and make I, your well point i think first. the
2: the the fun thing is you don't you talk about the you know most people pay back their debt and i think you've got a situation where the, the a, a lot of the people who are complaining about this be like lord Lord and Savior that they follow is one who several times filed bankruptcy because he didn't want to pay his debt. Six times, I believe. Yeah. Six bankruptcies. I I will say that I think the points that he made will, I think, work well for the person who might come on to eight. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to make a couple
0: points here. First off, The student loan forgiveness that Biden is suggesting, which, you know, obviously there's probably going to be some legal challenges here. So I'm not going to say it's going through, but let's say it goes through. It's for federal student loans only. So if you have a personal student loan, they're not forgiven that. You know, so you decided to go to, let's say, Fifth Third Bank, because that's a Midwest bank, and take out a student loan. You're on the hook for that. It doesn't, no. that doesn't touch it. Mm-hmm. These are loans through the federal government. The funny part is, there are probably people who have both. Oh, most people the federal have both. And,
3: most uh, people have ones. both. Yeah. So Absolutely.
0: when you look at this, the, the people that qualified for the Pell Grant, which Pell Grant goes to lower income people, yeah. they qualify for more of a forgiveness because the thought is they're lower income in the first place and this will help them
1: more. Well, I don't think that that's, yes, yes. I think how you put it was a little different. So, Like when I got Pell Grant, it was, it it took into consideration my parents, right? Right. And their income. So they were poor. Granted, I was talking poor because I wasn't. You were
0: still poor when you got it.
1: But I didn't have to, I didn't have to put in income that I remember, right? And you were 18. Yeah. It's like, it's it's working a steel case.
2: Unless you're an adult so, over a certain age going to school, it's your parents' income. Correct. Right. And it's so, like my, my brother yep. qualified for no financial aid going to Michigan State until I went into college. And then all of a sudden he qualified for things like the Pell Grant because all of a sudden it was two my kids parents had two kids in college. Yep. yep that's, that's right. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I, I had the Pell Grant, but like, it, it, And statistically, right, like it statistically shows that if you're in poverty, the chances of you getting out is still very low. So um, it is.
0: And and they're trying to get this money, like David said, to the people that need it the most. So people that make mm -hmm. less than seventy five thousand a year. Is that, is that what? Is that, that, that that's the majority that's going to get it. That was the, yeah, number, the.
1: number. I thought the number was two hundred and fifty k. So if you make
0: less than one hundred and twenty five as an individual, okay, two, or two hundred and fifty as a as a family, but it's still going to affect mostly people that make under seventy five
3: thousand a year.
4: Yeah, that's just because that's who is the largest holder of debt, especially yes. because this is skewed, and I'm just using skewed as a you know in this case statistical term, but it's. The debt holding is skewed uh, disproportionately to people under the age of 30, 35. And I mean, I, I'll speak from personal experience, but I don't know the way this country works. It seems to be that if you don't own a business, and maybe even if you do, you don't really make a lot of money till you get to be in your late 30s or you know 40s. It's just kind of the way it works. And so... Or you so, really have
2: a niche business that fits a need that can make you
4: a lot of money. Sure, but... You know, people that go into the professions and everything, and and um, it's just how it works. And and so, but here's the other thing to think about, too. And a lot of the people that have the student loan debt, and I brought this up a little bit last time I was on the program, uh, have gone into things like teaching, for example, or nursing. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike, you talked about doctors and all the debt they incur. A lot of the people that hold debt are military veterans, even though yes. they can qualify for The GI Bill, which isn't a loan, it's not enough oftentimes to cover their tuition costs. So they still borrow money. And a lot of those veterans go into other public service careers, like they become EMTs or teachers and nurses. And and so let's take teachers for an example. Public
2: safety officers that might require an actual degree to get them.
0: Absolutely. And and before David gets into this, I'm going to preface this with saying the last time he was on, he goes... Are these people freeloaders? And he brought up nurses and military people that have these great amounts of loans. And we're talking about forgiveness. Go ahead, Dave.
4: Yeah. And I was just going to add to that, Dave, the teachers are an interesting example too, because a lot of people don't realize this who don't go into the teaching profession, but a teacher graduates with his or her bachelor's degree you know, she gets a provisional teaching certificate. The state does not get permanent certificates out anymore. They haven't for like 20 some years. And part of the reason why they don't is because the state requires that teachers continue working towards their master's degrees. And so what happens is teachers as a condition of their employment, they have to keep going to school and Mm -hmm. that costs money. Mm -hmm. Some of the training that teachers are required to get um, It's done in a non-credit environment through a program that the Michigan Department of Education has worked out with training providers, such as the college I work at. But uh, most teachers within the first 10 years of employment will earn their master's degree because they basically have to. And so think about how much extra money then the teachers have to incur as a condition of employment to maintain their teaching certificate their teaching credentials and, and I that, think that that adds to it yeah.
2: and the big thing is without significant increase in pay
4: oh yeah and yeah, even absolutely. with
2: their even if they get increase in pay that entire increase in pay is probably just going in most cases for them to buy supplies for their classroom
4: yep buy supplies for the classroom or keep going to school or
2: keep and, going to school
4: and so you know first 10 year teachers they're just out of college, they already start off with tens of thousands of dollars sometimes in debt, and then they've got to go back and do graduate credits, which are twice or three times as expensive as undergraduate credits. So it's, again, go back to the theme of the money isn't spent at one time and it doesn't come back at one time. It's a, a, it's a very drawn out process at an individual level, as well as at the institutional level.
0: Oh, and I know, oh, go ahead. We've talked about this before, there was a hashtag going around, it goes around every year, but the beginning of the summer that like clear the lists. And Mike and I went on there and we bought a whole bunch of school supplies for people, teachers that needed school supplies. And every time I bought it, I put it's from Bucks and Brews because I like supporting things that I can get behind it. I can get behind the fact that teachers have no money and they have to spend their own money to get this stuff for their kids to teach their kids things. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to go. I think I I bought stuff for five different teachers. And I'm not claiming that on my taxes or anything. I just did it because, you know, I could. It was something I could do to help. And, you know, Nick and I are really big on helping the people you can that, you know, don't always ask for help. And I think teachers are one of those, those groups that doesn't typically ask for help.
4: I did the same thing this year. Uh, Somebody I know, she teaches in a a private school and, and, uh, you know, she had a a list of things that was needed for a classroom. And so I, you know, I helped out and bought quite a few of them. And, and that's it, because I mean, you'll never have to twist my arm to convince me to help teachers out. I, that's the family trade. And,
1: Mm -hmm. and
4: uh, I know what teachers go through. I know what my mom did when I was a little kid, all the stuff she bought for her classrooms and everything. And that's just. You know, we say that's part of being a teacher, and it is, but at the same time, the, that's probably not necessarily right. I, look, I I mean, I, I'll bend over backwards to help a teacher if I can. I think it's the, you know, it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, we've got so many of these different expenses that go into the teaching profession that just because of the way things are, uh, teachers aren't always compensated for. Well, you Hopefully, know, yeah.
2: I I do a little. I, I focus more like well, public schools or maybe private schools. I always worry a little bit more about. It depends. you look at the private school itself because if it's one that like the you know all the Hollywood people are sending their like kids to, I'm like I'm not going to support that school because that teacher probably has plenty of. Kids. Sure. But if it's like a small one, like you know, I mean. Your mom was my teacher as a kid. You know, we we talked about that on the air before. Sure. You know, and then I'm sure when she became principal, I'm sure probably what she spent increased from what she was a teacher, since she felt she had uh, of all the classes and not just you know the one she was
4: in. Of course, yeah, and and that's how I am too. I mean, I the in this particular school that I speak of is certainly not you know some. Something like the Interlocking Center for the Arts. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you talk about schools that you know the Hollywood elite send their kids to, and you now this is a totally different thing. And and it would be more akin to St. Margaret's back yep. in the day, you know, a small good, private, you know, private school. But, yeah.
0: Well, Nick and I both coached the inner city school. I mean, you coached, even though it was a private school, they were basically inner city. Yeah, I mean, for for bowling.
3: Surprised me. And
0: and, then, and how many times did we buy. Dumb shit for our kids. I didn't I didn't eat today, coach. That's why I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. All right, fine. Uh, assistant coach. Let's say it was Nick at that time. Nick, do me a favor. Go go buy like five chickens and we'll feed six kids on this team or whatever. Whatever it may be. And we, we did those things. It's not like I got paid for the McChickens I bought or the pizza that I bought or anything else. Right. I did it because these kids are hungry and I need to feed them because they obviously didn't eat at school.
5: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So not to get on on my soapbox, but I'm going to. The fact that they have now, COVID relief has has expended the free breakfast and lunch for the kids.
3: I'm beyond pissed off. I, I get it, but at the same time, many of these kids, those are the meals they get. Feed these children. I don't really give a shit what it costs.
2: If I you need to right. up my taxes a little bit, I'm okay with it. I think they're just trying to get it away from the COVID relief fees, to like Department of Education fees. They are, but, but it's not for every school district. I'm not sure. Like in a very even the rich areas always they have, have free and, and reduced. Line. I get it,
0: mm-hmm. but there are people that don't qualify
2: for free and reduced won't apply for it or won't apply for it their kids really need it but my kids got free lunch all last year but i mean i also was like for me like they're not getting it this year but i'm like it is much more convenient for me to put money in their account to get lunch at school than it is for me to try to figure out on a daily basis what they will eat
0: And, and that's great, but there are plenty of people that are out there that are just over the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I understand. That that does not help them one bit because they're just
2: over the line. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hurting them. They have to raise the line.
1: $5 but there's a lot of things ahead.
2: with the education system they need to revamp.
4: And so when, when we can I talk heard.
2: about student loans, I mean, that's a system that needs to be
0: completely overhauled. It, it really does need to be overhauled. David, you were going to say something. Yeah,
4: and I was just going to add, you know, part of the the thing about student loans is, you know, we're talking about free and reduced meals at schools. The student loans, there's there's always been, for certain people, uh, a criteria, it's a very restrictive criteria, but a criteria to have some of your loans forgiven. And a lot of that historically, like the free and reduced meals at uh, public schools, this is what made me think of it has been tied to the federal poverty rate. Mm -hmm. Now, some of our loyal listeners are going to be utterly shocked at what I'm about to tell them, and I mean this. The federal poverty rates for 2022 are as follows. Now, this means that according to the federal government, if you make more money than this with this many people in your household, you are not in poverty. And here's what it is. For a single person, $13,590 for a couple or two people living in the house. So I guess it could be, you know, mother, son, father, daughter, $18,310 for a family of three, $23,030 according to the federal government. If you make more than $23,030 and there are three people in your household, you are not in poverty. So like a lot of the programs that the country has that at one time were intended to help the poor, the the uh, mechanism hasn't always kept up with the times. And the other thing about poverty guidelines that are really This is, I think, one of the huge, huge problems that just doesn't get discussed nowadays is not only are these income thresholds so entirely low that, I I mean, it's almost unimaginable, but we know many people have to live on this. But at the same time, these dollar figures were calculated on a formula from 50 years ago Mm -hmm. when housing was a, relatively speaking, lower part of a person's annual expenditures, and food costs a lot more than it does. Mm -hmm. So now, (laughs) housing is adjusted to inflation twice as expensive as it was, meaning not just because the value of the dollar changes over time, but even adjusted (laughs) to inflation. Housing is twice the amount of money now than it was 50 years ago. And up until fairly recently, uh, food prices adjusted to inflation had stayed pretty low, but boy, that's changed now over the last year. And uh, so inflation is making this even worse. Mm-hmm. And my point is that even when you have programs that are well-intended and, and are tied to official metrics like poverty rates, the rates are so low that they are basically saying that you have to be in absolute dire, dire, dire straits poverty. Your kids are starving and Ragged and barefooted, and you're living under the I-75 highway overpass okay. until you're considered impoverished enough to yeah. qualify for some type of a program.
2: Well, I so just did a quick. Go ahead.
0: So I want to jump into that for a minute. So for a family of three, that basically means $960 take home per month per adult. So because I like round numbers, let's go with a thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. So, for each adult, that's 2000
3: Nick, do you know what average rates are in Grand Rapids right now? For rents? Right. Uh, I mean, I know Wyoming. I just. Okay, them. give
0: me Wyoming's average.
1: Average. Uh, sorry. We're talking about for three. So, for a two bedroom. So, for,
2: yeah, let's say a two bedroom. Well, I'm <laughs> just doing his math. I did a quick math on just his single person numbers. Go ahead, yes. About so $13,000. 52 weeks a year, 40 hours a week, 625. So less than minimum wage. Yep. And, and I bet anything, it's set up so that they can say if you make minimum wage, you are not in poverty. Correct. That's it. The, and that's the, why it's set that way. So it's
1: funny because it says the average and the median. Yes. Which I thought What's the average? Which I thought were the
0: same words. It's not. Nope. <laughs> So what's average, the
1: average the average
0: 1132 uh, so let's just say 1100 we'll round out what's the median uh, 1073 okay so <laughs> let's just say 1100 bucks so you make 2000 a month and 1100 is going right out the door for just rent how do you make it on 900 bucks a month you
1: don't you don't go there
2: what do you mean you don't go there
1: you don't go there you don't go to you don't go to that average place
2: no you don't but it's just saying in general
1: how
0: okay so what's the cheapest you're gonna find 800
1: my now cheapest is 750 as of october
0: okay you know i like round numbers so let's say 800 or, or round down to just let's say 700. It 700 well i rounded up on the salaries but that's fine we'll round down 700 1900 a month yep So they have $1,200 left.
3: Plenty my ass.
2: I'm having to say, and and here's, I'll give you a little quick math lesson. In this case, Nick, median and mean are pretty equal because they're very similar, which means you basically have a very normal distribution in that range of numbers. If you had a skewed distribution in any way, the median and the mean would be much different. Median is basically, you take all the numbers, you put them in a list, and you say, here's the middle.
1: Here's the middle. No, I, 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 Average
2: nine. adds up everything and then divides it by how many ever. How many are there, yeah. No, I get that.
1: But it's a, you know, I mean, you would normally find, and that just tells you that there's too many outliers.
2: No, um, there's not a lot. It's a, it's a very normal distribution if your mean and median are. If they're very
1: close. close. But I'm saying, like, you know, you're, you just have you have a few like, well
0: again let's say your groceries maybe, are 100 bucks a week that's 400 more dollars let's say so, so we electrics 100 bucks a month and gas is 50 bucks a month you're okay. a, another 150 dollars. so you're okay. 550 at this point okay you haven't gone to work
3: yet okay
0: okay what i mean so you you have let's say you have a car that's not on, there's no bill on it. You're, you're paid at all. You, you, got, you a, got a $500. You
1: got a Nick Watkins
0: XP. Yeah. And you have to put gas in it. $40 a
1: week. For two. I mean,
0: 45. A week. Okay. So pay? 90 bucks a week. Both see? people go to work. And I can understand. Why I
1: why. would disagree because here, here's, I would say yes, but oh. I would tell you, I disagree on the fact of you're telling me that most people would go to work. Because at that price point, you're thinking they both go to first shift, they both do nine to five, and they're getting paid. That's a bullshit lie. One of them it's has not a bullshit lie. My wife and I did that. Yeah, but who watched your kid?
0: Nobody. Because I had no fucking money for anything to watch my kid. So, so you- she watched
1: herself at nine years old. Say, Because I had no money. But the majority, I would tell you, is... People are working first and second, second and third, first and third. My, My
0: wife third, worked
2: third, third. first. Yeah. I worked first. And I went clear off to the fucking belt line in Leonard. Yep. Or and, people were part time. because I know early on, you were part time. Yes, I was part time.
1: So, see, right? Like, so you were making less, but I'm saying way less. The, because I remember being there. I remember being in that, like, oh, hey, we have to work second, opposite shifts. Because, like, when we were having our kid, we weren't to a spot in Grade seven now, but like, all right, hey, I'll work this shift. And then finally it was like, you give up, right? And you're just like, ah, fuck. It. We'll, well, I'd rather see each other than not see each other and not be able to see my yeah, kids. Yeah, how
0: long does the not
1: seeing each other <laughs> suck? It sucks, right? How long How long until you- A year or how, two? How long until two? you drive yourself to get to that better spot? Right? Yeah,
0: because in all honesty, my wife worked. So when we were getting married, mm-hmm. two people here went to my wedding. No, one person
2: here went to my wedding. He did. Um, when when we the kid were getting ended, married. The kid in his house with him also went to your wedding.
0: Yes, yeah. I uh, I worked my job, yep. and my wife worked from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., mm-hmm. and then she turned around and worked 10 p.m. to 7
1: a.m. Mm-hmm. So she got like two hours of sleep a day. And 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 you guys and and you guys still hit bankruptcy. Yes, yeah. correct. Because we had no fucking money. Mm-hmm. Because you weren't financially responsible with your money, and we had none. because well, you weren't responsible with it.
2: Even if we were more responsible, we had no fucking money. Well, dude, we got to remember, Nick. These were jobs that were paying, and, and we're talking. We're, we're talking. I, eight,
3: I got paid eight dollars and fifty
1: cents an hour. Don got paid seven. But we're getting off topic. The question was: You have five hundred and fifty extra dollars to spend, right? And now you're trying to tell me there's two cards. So again. You could do it with two cars. Again, we're Midwest people, which is very different from. We did it with two cars. Car. We had to have two cars.
0: There's no
1: you mass could, transit here. But, correct. Here in in mid, in the Midwest, there's not mass transit, right? But now, if you're, but we're talking Midwest, Wyoming. We're talking this again. The chances would be you would work a different shift. Like again, I grew up very, very poor. I worked what day. I worked. Right, but you normal. But you also went into but He He worked places that didn't have shifts. Worked, yeah, like, really at that, that, point that we're on head shifts, right? And you No, she didn't she worked she worked twenty-two hours a day. She basically right. Did, so yes. like all I'm saying is at that point, like you could have done. It. So I get that there is this idea that you want to say, Hey, everybody should be able to have this opportunity to choose when the fuck they want to work, and everybody should be able to see their kids and and everybody should love and do this. Like, I'm not that's, saying that's not that. reality. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're sitting here saying, Well
0: you work first shift and she'll work second shift, and that's not fucking reality. That's, that's the majority of people, though. It's not. It is. It's not. I, I, am telling you, I.
2: The majority of people kidding. work something in between. Yeah. Sure. But it, it, not everybody's and, working in a factory. Some people and, are working in retail, and, right? Or maybe some. where they work is only open from ten to six or something like that.
1: Correct. Right, now we're. But I'm saying a majority, and if we're making that price. What are the jobs that pay that price? Right? So again, you're thinking, oh, hey, now if you're working retail, sure, okay, you're working at a mall, which is open from 10 to 7, okay? Now, yes, now you have an hour overlap, and that's where the babysitter aspect comes in, right? And you're only paying for one hour babysitting. For well, these types of things. I paid for no babysitting. If I could... if you, could, if you could go yeah, going working, I'm going to add
4: the philosophical component to this, and I would say that It's probably not a uh, recipe for a healthy future. If we're okay with an economy that mandates parents in some capacity, never get to see their kids Mm -hmm. or combined have to be out of the house for 18 hours a day Mm -hmm. in order to be able to make a below poverty wage Mm -hmm. and spend half of their income on uh rental property that they don't own and they don't get any benefit from, mm-hmm. except for it's better than sleeping under the highway bridge, but they certainly aren't economically benefiting from the money they pay to the landlord. what's interesting about the poverty, you,
2: you mentioned again the poverty limit, but again, if using the math, and again, this is where again these people are probably not full-time employees if they're still below the poverty limit. Because the math shows that if you had two people. Working at minimum wage for a full time position, you would be above the poverty line. But what's funny is those are not linear numbers. The numbers you gave of like a single person, two people Correct. in a household, not linear, which I mean, makes to an extent a level of sense because certain bills aren't going to go up in a linear fashion based on, you know, more people. Like certain things are going to stay fixed regardless. You're not going to pay right. more for internet and you know, things like that, because you've got three people in your house instead of one person in your house.
4: Right. What's but funny won't...
2: is the student loan forgiveness part we've been talking about sounds very linear. Like, you know, it's $125,000 for a single person. It's $250,000 for a married couple. That should similarly be nonlinear because you're basically saying, hey, you know, you're two people now, so we'll double it. It should be like a hundred. You know, one hundred and twenty-five right. and like
4: one hundred and seventy-five, and that's a great point, Mike. And that's that's one of the major criticisms of the Biden plan is it's ten thousand dollars. And ten thousand dollars, if I make thirty thousand dollars a year, is a whole a lot. lot more money than ten thousand dollars if I make eighty thousand dollars a year or a hundred thousand dollars a year. And okay. so, but. The the reasoning that the White House has given is that, well, you can't ever make something like this fair to everybody. And so people borrowed money. We're going to put $1 figure down. If you make below this much money, that's what you get. If you make above this much money, you don't get it. And we're never going to please everybody, but that's what they've decided to do. And again, I'm not I'm not advocating for or against the plan. That's the reasoning that I heard uh, in listening to President Biden talk about this last week and then in reading um, the little blurb they put on the White House uh, website. But to tie this back into our consideration of, of poverty, I would argue that the poverty rates in this country, and this is part of the reason why I brought them up, mm-hmm. the, the dollar figure is, Extraordinarily low to reality. Now, with that said, how do you define poverty? Right? That's a hard question. We may think, well, it's easy if you're poor, you're impoverished. Well, you know what? It isn't actually that easy. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the standard of living in a country like the United States is a lot higher than it, it would be in a place like Pakistan or Bangladesh. Okay. So, our consideration of poverty here would be different than what somebody in, I'm not picking on those two countries, you know, any country that has a lower (laughs) threshold
3: income,
4: right? Angola or Guatemala, their poverty Mm -hmm. would be different than what we would consider to be impoverished. I think at a very basic level, most people would say, well, you got to be able to afford to feed your kids. You shouldn't be living homeless. That would definitely be poverty if your kids are starving and barefoot and you can't afford to put a roof over their head. But then when does it get to the point where the statistics are set up in a way that any assistance program that is tied to them is essentially intended not to really help anybody. And if the poverty rates are set so low that if you work a minimum wage job, you're not considered in poverty anymore, well, okay, maybe you aren't if we're going to look at the most dire, extreme form of deprivation as the standard of poverty, but society as a whole, and this would be me getting a little bit philosophical again, but society as a whole does not benefit from multiple generations of families unable to uh, set their kids up in a way that they will one day have a better life than their parents did. That, that isn't a recipe for social success. And if one of the goals of the student debt relief is to alleviate a huge debt burden that let's just say probably not the most impoverished people in society face, but lower middle-class professionals. And by lower middle-class, I'm speaking strictly on income. You know, We're not talking about status and other things that would go into uh, looking at how one would consider himself middle-class. Then in that case, well, maybe this thing is my, targeted my, my, specifically.
1: It's like my pinky, my pinky straight up in the air. I am, I'm a high-class guy. Can't you see it? I love it. Uh, I love it. No, and like I, I get what you're saying, and you know I, and because it's a hot topic for David and I, and I enjoy these. And David's like, oh, it's bullshit. Uh, So I have a million, million things to say. Um, Right. So I'm looking right now at federal minimum wage, seven twenty-five. times that, anyway. So if you're working the forty hours, right, which is bare minimum full time, you're officially making more than poverty. Um, so now, but like, anyway, so what I want to go to is a couple things that I, I wrote down. Um, so one of the things I read was currently when you're paying student loan debts, they, they basically do 10% of your income, um, goes toward like, that's what they calculate to pay back your student debt. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Biden wants to do is make it 5%, right? And to me, like, I, I can't think of a dumber fucking thing than I've ever seen in my life than a person who wants to make, okay, so I don't, and maybe we should Google this, but when we talk, right, and this is just a talk, and I believe you guys, you're telling me that people are at five and three quarters, six percent, some, you know, some higher is seven, and stuff like that for percentage rates. Now, if you're making a person payback five percent of their thing, and we're saying that people are seventy-five thousand dollars in debt on average, and, and they make less than that.
3: Now well, you're
4: paying, you're paying back less. Yeah, they're not seventy-five thousand dollars in debt on average. I think the a, the average balance is twenty-some thousand dollars.
1: Is that is that really that low? Okay. Yeah, I
4: think it's twenty-seven thousand dollars according to the the government. Okay, so that's good. And again, I mean, that's that's average. average. That's what they so,
2: that's what they owe to the government. That may not be their total debt, but that's what they owe. Correct.
4: Yeah. The only federal student loan debt. And keep in mind, that's the average. So that's the guy sure. that owes $90,000 and the guy that, the owns that
1: owes $5,000. Right. You know. And and, and I mean, look, mine was counted there for the longest time, right? I owed $2.12 because I didn't pay. <laughs> like, I literally, I, that was a... But so, you know, the point is, is, is I know that there's debts that are out there. That are higher than this five percent of what a, a, a basic payment would so, so again, if we go back federal to federal
0: student law, loans a low purchase, right? For undergraduate degrees are five percent. Yep. Graduate degrees are six point five four.
1: But if you're in your graduate, but
0: you should be making more money. Loans for
1: non federal loans. Yep. Seven and a half. So okay. non federal, seven and a half, but they're not getting, they're not getting whatever. And I don't
4: think that five percent is well. Is, is I, that going to be for non-federal? That's on federal loans. Five percent yeah. on federal loans. And so I see what you're saying, Nick. Because if if the plan is to pay all the money back, right. yeah, if you're only making five percent of your income instead of ten. Yeah. You're you're doubling the amount of time it's going to make you you know be, to pay it it back. you to right? well, the more fact interest. that
2: the interest keeps compounding anyway, so it doesn't yeah. so, make you stop paying interest once. Like the car, you basically, you buy a car, they say, okay, we're going to give you a 3% interest or 4% interest on it. They add that to whatever you're borrowing. So, like, using the round numbers that Mr. Levian loves, you know, a $20,000 car, 4%, you know, that's, you know, the extra, you know, $800 or whatever on that car. And basically, that's what you say
1: if you, if you pay the whole thing, um, if you pay I mean, the what, whole thing, yeah, like if you pay the whole time, um, but I want to get like to like how we think we could have better options of fixing it real quick. Oh, I have, options. Um, you know, because but I, I have, um, so that, you know, they're moving, they're moving to 5% versus the 10% in, income. Um, and, uh, you know, and one thing, I guess I, you guys kept kind of bringing up David, especially, um, you know, and, and you as well, like we're talking about the income things and people above a certain price, and we said one fifty and two fifty. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one thing that people I think and our brains can't comprehend, right? Our brains can't comprehend FU money, mm-hmm. right? And even even when FU money comes to people, they still can't comprehend it. Like right? when you look at a million dollars in liquid cash, it's just absolutely huge. Now yeah. we you can't fathom a billion dollars in liquid cash. Like mm-hmm. our brains just can't commute this um but so what i'm saying is is people i think are forgetting that there's there's one percenters out there and there's ten percenters right Mm -hmm. if you're in the top ten percent of this like just really you're you're not you're not doing a struggle unless it's your doing right i mean there's a million things i have a i have a very good friend of mine who does very very well off he's like oh you know like he took he took a hit or whatever but it's like in theory you could be me. And this is, and this is, so, you know, it's one thing I want to definitely tell to you, especially, right. When we talk about this money going upwards, I also fucking tell my rich people, my rich friends to go downward, right? Like, Mm -hmm. fuck you. You live in a million dollar house. You could sell it. Even if you sold it for 900, took the loss. You buy a house in my neighborhood at 250, 300, 300, you have 400, you have less taxes, you have less everything. You've now, you're living a normal life. You have three bedrooms, two bathrooms in your house. You're doing just fine there, buddy. Right? Like, no, well, it's but it's hard to keep. No, you, you want to keep up there. You don't have to be up there. You can go right. to Wyoming and get it for 100k. Like again, we know. Like, I would tell you the numbers for my newest slip. Like when people tell me, oh, I can't. No, oh, you can. You just have to figure out the numbers. I have money wrapped up. I could have done mine zero dollars.
3: By the but- way, I know people that want to see pictures
0: because they saw the inside before and they're like, oh, I want to know what it looks like now.
1: Uh, I have some photos, um, but right. So, like, the the whole point is is getting getting to understand that people above two hundred and fifty, and then one, or sorry, yeah, one hundred and twenty five. Like one hundred and twenty five, you're probably not at your you're, you're 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 probably not at your max out potential for that income, right? Because that is a degree field that you've taken a lot of money out that's actually going to pay off, right? I and mean, if you're making, it, we talk about Dave Ramsey loves to joke about the fucking underwater basket weaving mm-hmm. and they went and took the student loan debt. Okay, so they're not making 150. Yes, they have the debt, but well, those aren't the people that were I wanted to the, bring that up
4: because that's one the of... great exception to the rule. And Dave Ramsey, is. Dave Ramsey is, is going to look at the extreme to try to prove his point. I mean, he thinks college education is a waste of money, a waste of time, and you should never go into debt. Ever for anything in your life, and if you grew up in the kind of household he did, and you had the start in life that he did from daddy writing him one hell of a big check, Mm -hmm. that's great, right? That's his world, but it is for for the majority of the people that isn't the world they live in. And but your point, Nick, is spot on about the higher income thresholds. And and my understanding of this relief is it wouldn't be offered to people that make above that income,
1: and (laughs) that's the good stuff,
4: right? You know, and bobbleheads
3: running around bobblehead would be bobert going we shouldn't bobert from fucking colorado why are you
0: i don't i don't know what your look is anyway she's running around going we shouldn't support these people's uh majors of lesbian dance theory okay again nobody's majoring in this shit yeah and people are majoring in things that they they want to do And not necessarily something that they will end up doing. So, like my coworker Christy has a creative writing degree from Central Michigan University. She works with me, me cool. not
1: doing creative writing. And and I think David brought up a huge point. And mm-hmm. Hit that earlier, right? He was talking about. I mean, look at the decline in lawyers, right? And mm-hmm. It's funny. It's funny that you say that because I was just with a group of friends. Um, talking about life and it was was like a real estate meetup or something and somehow somebody made the joke of hey go to school we need more lawyers and I was like I had no idea and then all of a sudden like it was like hey this is like there's a decline because of this and um you know I it's it's, it's like like, I focus I'm not selfish like I'm very giving but like sometimes sometimes I get and and you see it right yeah I've been I've been very selfish with my time of like I'm not answering in Mike, right? I'm not answering text. I'm not doing stuff like I because I at this moment, you need to get my attention because like I am very close to finishing this flip, and this is me time. Don't fucking bother me. Nothing more important in my life is happening right now unless it's life and death. And so when people text, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like this still has to go back out. so I, I <laughs> well,
0: want
4: to talk about lawyers for a second. Yeah, well, so oh, sorry, David. I, but I was just gonna real quickly add that, Part of what's going on here is that we have a pending disaster coming up Mm -hmm. in this country with a lot of professions. Teachers are the first ones that were seeing this, okay? And part of that hasn't a darn thing to do with anything we're talking about right now. A lot of it is because Gen Xers didn't have a lot of kids, and we were a small generation to begin with, and so... The baby boomers are aging out. The millennials are just starting to get into the professions. And so that's created part of the, the crisis in a lot of professions. And, and I'll use teachers in an in example, because there is a huge shortage of teachers right now. But there are other reasons why there are shortages in these professions, too. The biggest of which is... People quit going to college Mm -hmm. and you cannot become a lawyer. You cannot become a doctor. You cannot become a teacher unless you go to college because you have to have that formal education. And so right now, the various leaders in the country and universities and and, uh, any other folks that think they can affect the change are trying to figure out what can we do to solve this problem before it becomes a huge disaster. We and can
1: all agree here that I would probably be the best fucking gym teacher to walk a planet <laughs> right? Like, I, I mean, what I I'm, would do
2: is if you were my gym teacher, I would be like, "Yeah, I'll do that when you do that."
1: Oh, I'll do it the whole time, climb like, like, rope. He honestly would. I'm gonna be the guy out there. Like, granted, and, but, he ran
2: bases for me at softball practice. Oh, so I might I'm be doing things like that. I might be I'm, talking like, class. I'm, I'm not gonna like run the I stairs, climb, climb the rope, No, like dude,
1: we're only having we're only playing, you know, uh dodgeball, which you can't play anymore. Yeah. Um, we're playing freeze tag, we're playing all these fun things, and like hey, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I'm the guy who's playing, right? Like, dude, I mean ultimate frisbee, just get out of my face, like a so, little seven-year-old. Um, but well, I don't have a college degree. I'm not willing to go pay, and and that's this is what pisses me off about some people and things and you have the choice right and, and gosh I have my brain can go a million ways with this but you have the choice to if you want to go be a teacher right you have to have that passion you have to do that um I know that me becoming a teacher is going to cost me let's just say 80,000 bucks right um because you have to go to a, a school and especially if you want to be a teacher and you know Denison Granville a echelon of Michigan bullshit to um,
2: school, even if you're to be a teacher, unless you're a sub, I mean, even subs they want college education now. Yeah, you and have to have, have college education. I can be a sub. Yeah,
1: right. And so, but all I'm saying is, is I know that a teacher pays on average what? Let's say forty-two thousand dollars to start, and you think my dumbass is going to pay eighty thousand bucks to make half?
4: Well, 000. but but next society can't function without teachers, I, and and so we got to do something because you know one you know, of these you know days, what we do? But is
2: $42,000 a starting wage for a lot of teachers? I would no. say no. No, it's way It's less. more down at like $30,000. It is. Yes. It's,
4: it hasn't gone up hardly any in the last 20 years and 30k. So, yeah. Are we are we No, no. that
2: that's
0: no. accurate. Yeah. Really,
1: all right. I have to Google this because I'm not saying you're no,
0: I know a second grade teacher that left the school I coach at yeah. to go to a different school because we pay so
2: shitty at the school I coach at. And again, yeah. a lot of it is exactly that. It's the school district. Yeah, stuff. it varies. It varies greatly. And,
4: and believe it or not, Michigan has like the fourth highest paid teachers in the union. Yeah. Down south, well, Mississippi, there's... you'll start out making eighteen thousand dollars a year as oh, a yeah. teacher. In Mississippi. It, it, my it, my it brother. Me off
1: real quick. Oh. Sorry. So you're, you're in Lansing. We're up in Rapids. Kalamazoo has the Kalamazoo promise. Yes. Very, very well off. People have done fucking, and this is what pisses me off about all of you people with your rich people, blah, blah, blah. Like very, very wealthy people have promised that if you finish school and do this, you get to go to college in Michigan in, for free, right? But like, do you know why? Because because so they can have more fucking employees. They have <laughs> they have to go to school from kindergarten through twelfth grade in
0: Ka- Kalamazoo Public. Correct. They want to, bring to get it to for the free
2: media.
0: to bring you. Otherwise, it's,
2: if you it's only in four years of high school, yep, yep. It's you pro-rated. maybe only get fifteen percent.
4: Lansing has something similar, and Nick, here's the other thing to consider about that, though. That yep. sounds all great, but it's not a society that has a few really rich people. That decide who's gonna to go to college and who isn't, what the terms are, and they keep pulling on the purse strings. That's how medieval Europe worked. That's very and true. It's <laughs> not a recipe for a republic that's gonna survive. I mean, look, I it's a great idea for people to benefit from it, but my point is long term, we don't want to get in the in the business of no. having, you know, the four or five wealthy families in the community fund everything because that again that's medieval europe and that didn't work out too good and and, And and i'll be honest honest, where i was
1: going
2: it's considered it's considered a private thing so yes where i was going real quick
1: was actually david right where you were headed um because what was just in the news was kalamazoo's teachers were were protesting striking striking they were and so like they forgot about the people that were taking care of those kids to make sure that they get to the final road of the 12 years, right? Like, And so, and that, David, that, like, that was the, exactly the point, is it doesn't work when you are the person just funding, hey, if you do this, we'll give you this, right? That end reward is there, but I don't know any kindergartens through, I might've known a second grader at one point that was like the smartest kid I've ever met, like I knew what the hell they were doing the rest of their life. Like, they just did it? Nobody knows. Dude, I was that. in high school and still had no idea.
0: I, I got, um, I have an all-state player right now yeah. that has told me I'm going to CC for two years. She can play Division One softball. Go play. You know why she's going to go to CC? And she has no idea what she wants to do. She has no fucking clue. And, and the worst and part. she goes, I don't want to waste my money at a school that's, mm. you know, necessarily I can go play at, but I can't, I I can't make up that money later. And, and, and that's the interesting part is
3: because she's, shes not
0: getting a scholarship. She's going to like Central Michigan, and mm-hmm. you know, if they're lucky, they're going to give her a couple grand
2: Well, I mean, that's and, we were. well, that's a well—I mean, but that's probably all a lot of softball players are getting at these no. Division One schools, anyway, unless they're a softball program. Yes, because no. there's not a lot of. Financial. You're not a shit ton of can we,
1: can we talk about? Um, just sorry, I know we're talking about softball, quick we need to talk about the fact that they didn't even open it up for you and I to fucking apply. What? The Michigan job. Oh, no,
4: they gave that right away. I
1: got rejected from Notre Dame. You know I mean? so you know. Oh, so the
4: injustice of it. You I want
1: know. you to know I was with a city inspector, uh-huh. and I think you had texted me that. As, and I go, oh, son of a bitch. And the inspector's like, what's up? And I was they were like, not
0: looking at us. I was
1: like, my buddy just got denied for being the
4: uh, the. Coach assistant of, coach at notre name. dame oh i would have written like, you a letter of recommendation i don't think it would have done any good but i, would I have don't done either anything, you know? it was a job that i had to apply
2: for but yeah, i knew had, they
0: weren't even going to
3: call me they were, yeah. not. And they
0: were respectful about it they like, were they sent
1: me a really nice email i, I read it to the end yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it was a very like,
2: christian sounding rejection well, it was it's more catholic sounding
1: it yes it's still christian all catholics um, are christians not all christians are catholic i
0: want to go back to the lawyer thing for a minute yeah okay so the three of us growing up in southwest michigan well i grew up in southwest we you were you grew up in west michigan there would be commercials on the tv and and for most of us this was before the cable days because i know what you're going to talk about and there, not only bernstein but there was another lawyer ad you remember what it was
4: there was sam bernstein and yeah uh, and and uh one of the Bernsteins is a board of regent now at the university yeah, he is he, and, and he then one of them is the first time one of them is a state supreme court justice yes
1: state supreme yeah
4: and he uh okay. and
1: he drove. i'm power. trying to
4: remember the other one um, he's blind
2: blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. they had
4: a buffalo
2: on their commercial oh, was oh yes um oh, then, then and anderson yeah, it was
4: freaking anderson. Anderson. anderson
0: there you go so the dutch, yeah.
4: the dutch first name being there in that part of the state yes
0: remembered that so yeah. i i met david anderson yeah when I talked about filing bankruptcy, because he left Sprig, because he didn't make enough money in personal injury, so he went to be the bankruptcy lawyer in Grand Rapids. Now, I talked to him, he told me I had to sell everything I had because you're broke, you're poor, and you can't handle anything, so sell everything you fucking have.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I went, that sounds stupid. So Don and I went and filed our own bankruptcy with no fucking help from him. And we showed up to court, And everybody at court, besides us, were represented by David Anderson, who didn't show up to fucking court. He sent one of his guys because, as David mentioned an hour ago, if you're a partner,
3: you make money.
0: If you're not, you're the other fucking guy.
1: So, you know, I um, I say I don't know how long Mr. Seawick's with us, so I want to get to a couple things. Yeah, go for Um, it. You know. Uh, we we talked about we talked about teachers, right? And I do love teachers. I respect them and what they do. And the we're losing them daily. We are right, and it, and but <laughs> I want to go to. You talked about how the, you know they're they're looking for ways to improve this system and and get it so that people like me who would make an awesome teacher. Um, you know, I just like and okay, if I was guaranteed a job doing what I would love right like I would go be a teacher but there's zero chances my dumb ass is gonna go and take extra credit stuff right like I'm not gonna continue to go to school it's just not gonna happen that's not who I am as a person I love teaching I love being that like so if I wasn't a PE teacher right I would be a wood tech teacher right like technology like people need to learn how to do this stuff right I'm no, I need like granted, I do know some Do like, they still teach that in school in Granville. But like so, my my one friend, teacher at Granville. I, I didn't have him, but my friends did, right? He teaches CAD, he teaches and now he teaches auto tech. And when I was leaving, he taught a uh, like a home remodel class. So they had a small bathroom, they taught you how to set a toilet, they taught you how to drywall a couple walls, they you know, plumb a couple things. Like it was like hands on like that is stuff that needs to be fucking taught, and you know as much as people like my wife gets so mad because it's like home ec, and I'm like, dude, if you, you know, great, oh, is geared towards women. If you could teach a person, I, we we talked about the the giant joke of the lady that said she had a gas leak in an Electric stove. Like, oh my God, you could tell you didn't fucking take home ec. You know nothing about this. So all I'm saying is there's people that don't know how to fix anything. And and they should learn all these skills and, and techniques. I don't know if David can name this. So we
0: had to take. So Jim was like eighteen weeks, and then you got like six weeks of home ec, six weeks of wood shop, and six weeks of computers. Yep. I can't tell you our computer teacher in high school or in middle school, Mr. Wick. I cannot tell you our home ec teacher
4: in middle school. I can.
0: But Mr. I can Caldwell. tell you
4: our shop teacher was Mr. Mr. Caldwell. Caldwell. Who and were the other two? Mr. Kopka was the computer teacher. Yep. I remember that now. And the home ec teacher, uh, her name. Two names. Right in my mind. But Nick. Hurt something? Yeah, that might have been it. But Nick, here's the thing. You know, teaching is a profession like medicine. And and I'm not going to go to a doctor's office and have a doctor who, oh, I think I can do that. Did, did doing just, surgery on me. I, did, teachers are the same way. There's a there's skills, mm-hmm. practicum experience, knowledge that can only be learned by a formal education program at a university, and you and you do not want to open the floodgates to anyone. Okay. walking, no. No, walking into a classroom, you won't. I wouldn't trust them with my I think, kids. I and, think
2: even a lot of. Folk, I mean, yes, you need the education to understand. Kind of the basic concepts of teaching but i also think you need a basic understanding of what you're teaching as well
4: oh yeah the subject matter is very important and look i i think that you know one should not be emphasized over the other you you want people that are going to be in a classroom with children to know a bit about child psychology about <laughs> human growth and development but you also want them if they're teaching history to know about history if they're teaching home ec Know how to cook, know how to sew if you're teaching the building trades. Yep. Know how to frame a wall. Well, and, and that is really the basis by which how our teacher education programs work. The the challenge right now is that there aren't enough of them.
1: Yeah. And, and so what do you do? I I think um I think what you do is start changing your incentivize. Like I mean we don't we don't pay enough for these teachers, right? And we're over here giving student loan forgiveness to everybody when I think some people would say, hey, let's just give it to the teachers instead, right? Like give raises. Um, you know, I think there's so much, and granted that's a one-time thing versus a long time, whatever, but, you know, and, and you could take money from everywhere and some people would say, hey, let's just tax ourselves at 90% and fucking have everything for free. Uh, that's just not who I am. Uh, but David, I want to let you know because you made the um, analogy of uh, you wouldn't go to a doctor. That's not. But I really think you you missed the uh, Tommy Boy thing, right? Where I can stick my head up a oh, house yes. ass, but I'd rather have take the butcher's word for it, right? Like I, I could just, put. Like,
2: a, I could. But again, yeah, they're I could take. <laughs> I could take the piece of, I could. I could take a shit in a box and put a warranty on it but all Um, you're really buying is a guaranteed piece of shit? Yes, right. Yeah. Let me. me, Can I add something? Because it goes kind of with what you said, and it goes with the fact that we talked a bit about the Kalamazoo promise. I am the one that is still local to Kalamazoo, which means I know a lot of families in this area, which means I know a lot of people now getting to the point in the workforce that were the first recipients of some of the promise, and I have heard that for those who it who would have been college students, no matter what? Yes, it's a great thing. But there are so many kids that failed out within the first like year to two years of college because they never learned how to actually learn. And it that goes down to the fact that, sure, you know, you know, maybe make it where it's tiered in some way income and grade level for the Promise, but, it, it, but then take that other money and get better teachers in there, you know, make them wanna do their job.
4: And well, the, the we question. have we have a similar thing here in Lansing actually, the Lansing Promise and and it's modeled off the Kalamazoo one. What part of what you're identifying Mike is what's been discovered Uh, not only in different places here in the United States, but elsewhere in the world, when college tuition becomes free. And I will use the state of California as an example, because California for many years offered free tuition to California residents to the state university system, which is very extensive out there. It's the most extensive in the United States. And after I think about 30 years of doing this, guess what? The attendance rates at California universities for California residents weren't really any higher than they were in a place like Michigan, where you had to pay tuition to go to schools. And I've got some experience with the British education system. I have gone to two universities in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And right now, they have a similar thing going on there. In England, uh, for about a 10-year period of time, the English universities didn't charge tuition fees. And then they started charging tuition again. In Scotland, if you're a Scottish resident, you don't pay tuition. And the, again, the attendance rates haven't really changed at all from when you had to pay tuition to when you didn't have to. And I think that maybe it's just the nature of by the time you get to be our age. I don't know. But we, you know, we've lived a few hard knocks. And you think that, well, a lot of problems, you just got to throw money at them. And then sometimes it's shocking to discover that, well, money actually isn't the reason necessarily why people don't go to college. It's other stuff. It's social values, which I talked a little bit about last time I was on. And so what does this fit into the student loan forgiveness? Well, for one, I think this is probably going to be both a one-off and probably a stepping stone to some more comprehensive reform of how the student loan system works. But I think it's also going to be an eye-opening uh, experiment because people are going to discover that, wow, the financial burden was removed and we didn't increase the college attendance rates. What's
2: going on? Well, I can see kind of exactly what you're saying. there. So I could see it not increasing. Like you said, there are just people would never, I mean, partly because they probably would never get accepted into college anyway. The bigger difference is probably more of a shift of people who, especially with like the Kalamazoo Promise, the Lansing Promise, it's moving from, oh, I'd spend the first couple of years in a community college or a junior college instead of, but instead of that, because it's free, I'll go to a four-year institute. Cause yeah, you're right. I mean, there's still gonna be people who just their great are gonna get them into college.
4: Yeah, and part of what's going on too is what how it worked in this country way back when in, in sort of the pre-World War II days, and that was that tuitions were really low back then at universities, even adjusted to inflation. But just because the tuition was low, it still didn't mean you could afford to go to school. If you were a working class kid. You had to work. You didn't have money saved up to live off of while you were going to school. And I suspect that's a lot of what's going on now is even if kids can figure out how to finance their education, and even if they don't have to finance it through loans, and they can actually figure out a way to get it paid for, such as through the Kalamazoo Lansing Promises, they've still got to be able to afford to live. And living's expensive. And it's not cheap just because you turned 18 and the world's going to give you a discount on your rent. It doesn't work that way.
2: No, because this is only covering tuition. Tuition, This is not not... covering room and board and other things like that. Yep. So I have a couple of things.
0: Um, One, I want to hit on, it took me six years to finish my bachelor's for finance. I know 10% more now than I knew six years ago. But I had to take all these classes that didn't necessarily teach me a fucking thing.
1: It's that 10%. Because you, learn, you learned
2: in the School of Hard knocks.
1: I did.
4: That's right.
2: So I, I love it. I, I had to take, I mean, it's not to the extent you did, but I had to recently take training on, the funny part is Microsoft Word and Microsoft mm-hmm. Excel required training for my position. You know what I learned? I that? nothing. Me absolutely dick from what yep. i already knew by using the program
1: how to hit auto sum. so what
0: is your role p one of the things i really want to hit because i don't know when we're losing the professor but yeah
1: the question came up of how do you fix this system and i have ideas well yes yeah, so i'd love to hear those but before we do that just yeah real quick so we talked about like you know again teachers and you guys said hey teachers paying for stuff and it's become this big trend to to buy teachers uh school supplies yeah. so uh we, we talked about my wife and i get into a huge fight yeah about um okay so day one she says oh man our schools have so much fucking money it's crazy blah blah, blah. i do live in a very privileged fucking area right. um you, you do right and um and so you know, all of a sudden, and then we go vote on that Thursday. So, like, let's say she makes this announcement on like Tuesday, then we go vote, and she or Tuesday, whatever it is, and she votes to like raise taxes and stuff or something. And I was like, like you just said, we have so much fun. Like you're dumb. You know, as I'm here, well, but a lot depends like, on, what you on, you on know my tax bill. To
3: go for.
1: Well, and it was something stupid that pissed me off.
0: What are they building? A new football stadium? Uh, I don't. A New play. softball field.
1: Might have gone towards the library. Because where I co- like,
0: where I coach, we're getting a new softball field because they, they re-up the millage.
1: Sure, I get that. But like, okay, so if you look at my tax bill in where I live, mm-hmm. okay, it says I pay my fucking property tax and that's about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where I own, it says I'm paying Godwin's back taxes. Yeah. Or, you know, it says I'm paying Wyoming's back oh, taxes. Yeah. It says I'm paying, you know, Grand fucking, Kellogg's bill. Yes, everything yeah. I everything of people that have over fucking Lee. I live in Jenison, yeah. Georgetown, like we have but you have properties all over. We don't have this fucking I don't have this stupid line that says I just paid 120 of my ten thousand dollars towards the stupid fucking debt of somebody else's goddamn irresponsibility. You bought a new softball and, and, field that they don't take care of. You're very fucking welcome for that. And we didn't yeah. Is this, no, this, this is the one?
4: Get, get, getting 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 the chat
1: where like they put a the
2: field in Rog
4: or whatever. Yeah, I'm very angry about this. Next, sometimes living in a civil society is hard, isn't it? Dude, it's it is especially when you
1: especially when you grew up the way I did, right? It was, and
0: you know that things can be better than they are. Oh my god! But we're too fucking stupid to do. And those these things.
1: people are just. But like the problem is, is like you have the Mars, right? Yeah. Like, what the fudge? Is, but like. You wanna talk about the richest guy that we probably know that you don't know he's that loaded? So Dave. This guy works, I mean literally he, he has no money, because because he facetious takes care of his fucking horseshit. Horseshit. this guy works 15 hours a day, overtime after like eight type thing. Like oh, yeah. literally works he seven, a good job seven days a week
0: and he's yeah. been doing it for fifty fucking years. Seven of his days life. a week, but Saturdays are time and a half no
1: matter what. And Sundays are double, double time back. no matter what. And holidays are triple. Right? Yes. Like and he's done them all for his whole like 50 years. So yeah. Yeah, he's probably he really probably is the richest person. We just don't know. Um probably is. So, except but, his wife. Anyway, so back back to so right. Uh the point I'm making is you know, when I donate, like I tell I tell my my daughter's teachers every time. I'm like, look, if you need something, just literally let me know. Yep. Consider it bought. Um, and they're like, oh, I appreciate that. And then they send out a stupid email that pissed <laughs> me out. You like, just <laughs> had this conversation. Now, now you're going to get 50 of these. And yeah. and I'm going to be one of them because I'm stupid because you know, I assume everybody else is too lazy to go to date. Literally. Again, I'm not trying to be an arrogant asshole. I just want to <laughs> fix your problem. Yep. And your problem is this. And and there's, you don't want to
0: hear
1: about it again. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. Right. Like, so, like, I went, oh, along, you need $100 here. Leave me alone. Like, take care of it. Right. Like, oh, hey, I need somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about that. I went and bought, you know, $60 worth of snacks because the teacher was, yep. and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, I just had an email that's asked if you can give snacks away. And I was like, are you the stupidest person I've met? Like, not if, if there's, <laughs> I sent an email that I didn't like that. And I said, if there's a person that says no, that, you can't share the snacks that they just bought please let me know so i can tell them to go fuck myself and they're like well we won't do that but we appreciate it and i was like no please do no, please like, do that like i want to know how arrogant people are that their kid can only have these. like because i don't want to surround myself with that other person that's that shitty anyway so the point i'm making with teachers is okay we're sending this stuff and you don't have to improve your room you want to you don't have to have these things. You want to. It's a chance. <laughs> now, earlier the topic was brought up of, of, of trades, right? And if you go into a trade, I mean, it is expensive. And it's mm-hmm. years and years and years. Okay. My brother's probably in the cheapest trade. logical, right? And that guy has every freaking Milwaukee tool. Well, not all of them yet because I still haven't borrowed half of them. But, like, I mean, you're, you're talking – you know, he, he has an account that he he's allowed to go to 500 I think, uh, and then pays $50 a week towards it. And he's never once not has $50 come out of his check, and he's been right. there like five years, right? I will tell you. So <clears throat> the, the, the idea is everything that you do, like even in my, okay, so I own my own business. I had to buy my own tools. To, well, granted, I could hire it up, have somebody else fix it, but like you have to have things in your business. You have to have certain things. And so when you get into your job, so I, I, I worked in warehousing for a long, long time. Every fucking job I went through, you're gonna have steel toes. Why do you think? And it's funny because everybody always asks. No, very few people ask me when I say, "Hey, I went in and asked for unlimited time off, and I also get to wear sandals." Yeah, it's because I had to wear steel toes my entire fucking career, and some people find them comfortable. Me, that was that was like their way to weigh me down, and I wasn't having it no more. Like, nah, hard passed on.
0: So I'm I'm gonna go back to I have two points again. Yeah, because you made me come up with a point. Mike, you've been on many, many episodes.
2: You Man, feel like I'm not even considered a guest
0: anymore. You're not. Do you feel like Nick's going nuts now because he hasn't dominated 90% of the conversation? I think so. Yes. I'm number two. I, the answer is we're,
5: yes. like, we're
0: gonna go. I've been we're so gonna, up. we're gonna go to how can we fix this? Yes. So I have ideas, I have. and I'm sure the professor has ideas. So one of my ideas is we need caps on interest rates mm-hmm. so let's cap and, and let's cap it in ways that we need so right now we need teachers right okay I'm, I'm, i mean i'm following i would think david do we need teachers oh yes so two percent interest for teach if you're going into teaching primary secondary two percent interest We don't really have a shortage of of doctors or lawyers right now, so, okay, 4% for them, okay? Mm -hmm. But we do have a shortage of nurses right now. 2% for them. 2%. Now, do we have a shortage of people that are are majoring in lesbian dance theory? No.
4: You don't know that. So 5% for them, but 5% is the max. And I think that that's a great idea because now we're talking about incentivizing people that do have to borrow money, um, by in the of the interest rate when they pay it back. I think that a couple other things I'll throw out there and, and that I'm gonna have to part ways soon, but- No, please don't. I might, I might also throw out there that a lot of universities now are uh, paying tuition They aren't charging tuition for for people that are below a certain income threshold. And that's a trend. Can you repeat that real quick? A lot of universities now have stopped charging tuition for students that come from a household with an income below a certain threshold. Okay, thank you. Um, Michigan State University, I think it's Mm $75,000. University of Michigan, it's... (sighs) So it's free tuition for anybody coming from a household less than that? Really? Yep, and the university in-state for in-state students, and the University of Michigan is, they were actually one of the first to start doing this. They've been doing it for like 10 years. A few of them started doing it about five years ago. And I think that part of the problem of skyrocketing tuition and all the money that students borrow to pay it is going to eventually be solved by that because that is how the universities are going to get themselves off the hook for all the negative, well, press, but mm-hmm. it's much deeper than that, of being partially responsible for all the debt that's out there. And, and again, the student loans, when the federal government disperses the money, they don't give it directly to the students, they give it to the university. Mm-hmm. University then has the eligibility requirements that have been approved by the federal government And then the university disperses it to the students. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is because the university then has a responsible role to play, not only in who gets the loans, but if they're paid back or not. And that second part is something that has changed a lot over the last 10 years. Now, the U.S. Department of Education tracks universities, community colleges, uh, you know, for-profit and non-for-profit colleges, trade schools, any school that's financial aid eligible, the Department of Education tracks, who gets the money? How much are they getting? What are their default rates? What are their passage rates? What are their rates of finding a job after they graduate? And Mm -hmm. this stuff is, it wasn't really kept as close uh, tabs on it. The government didn't keep as close tabs on it. It's about 10, 15 years ago, now they do. And this is part of the reason why the universities have gone to this uh, formula now. And I think that probably most public universities in this country will eventually do that. It'll be the people that are wealthy that go to the schools, they pay the full tuition. It's a very high tuition because essentially it's subsidizing Mm -hmm. the folks that do not come from very wealthy backgrounds who won't be charged tuition.
2: Like and you said, the out-of-state people who want, like, to go to that school because it's like, they do right. think a good example.
4: And international Great veterinary students.
2: programs, great, all that other stuff, yep. and that's and where they'll earn their money.
4: Absolutely. And the U of M Medical School, which is one of the yeah. best in the world,
2: absolutely. they have one of the
4: best teaching hospitals in the world there. The same thing. And, and I think that the powers that be in the Congress, the Biden administration, the department of education they know this and in their minds kind of to wrap this back to the whole student loan debt forgiveness is this isn't going to be something that we'll have to worry about in the future because it's probably not going to exist the way it does now in the future
3: yeah i think to
4: add well just
2: to add to kind of and i know we've talked about it too before in previous episodes that worked it was probably more things like when people who had student debt came on And it's the fact that, go back to the way it was like when I was going into, you know, college and everything, where it was like, you didn't start getting interest accrued on your debt until basically you were done, go graduated or whatever, or said, okay, I'm done going to school, you know, I'm done with it. I've been out for, you know, two years. I'm not going to do it. Instead of the day you borrow money, you're accruing debt or Mm -hmm. accruing interest. And I just have to... I have to correct you on one thing just from one of the things you said at the very beginning of the episode, Mr. Seawick, and that was the Republicans. And yes, it's kind of too extreme. It's the very poor people and it's the very rich people that are Republican at this point. Because the rich people like the fact that the Republicans are going to drop their taxes and, you know, give them huge tax breaks for, because they still think in some cases these people are going to be oh, yeah, we'll give money to the poor. But they're like, no, oh, we're not going to give money to the poor. We're going to add our, you know, what's,
4: accounts. Yeah, and what's so interesting is watching this unfold right now because the, you know, the political dynamics of the two main parties in this country, they've changed through the years. Mm-hmm. I, when the Republicans yep. started out uh, right before the Civil War, mm-hmm. one of the things they were founded on was spending government money on what we nowadays call infrastructure. They were all about the Transcontinental railroads, spending government money for ports, roads, all that good stuff. Republicans were very liberal back then. Yes, and and it's changed through the years. And so me, just as a historian, I mean, I'm fascinated to watch this stuff go on, regardless of what I think Mm -hmm. about it Um, from a political point of view. I think that the alarmist politics that are out there nowadays are they do nobody any good. Um, you know with rare exception there are few politicians in this country who actually want to you know like murder babies and stone people to death and ruin the country even though their opponents say they do but at the same time I'm not trying to diminish the fact that everything seems to be politically polarized and the mm-hmm. student loan debt issue I mean there you go it's one of those things that at first glance you think well shit I mean They'll get upset about this. And then, oh, well, actually, there's a lot of people that get upset about it. But part of that is too, because we have, in our country right now, I think, reached a point where a lot of people think that they're victims, whether they are or not. And that, I think, is an equal opportunity offender on both sides of the political aisle. And I think also, a lot of people look at this country now as a zero-sum game. If somebody gains something it's at my expense
1: it is Garen, gosh i couldn't agree with you
4: no and, they think that that yeah. not
0: necessarily is that the way right. no, they, right,
1: but like i couldn't yep, like, that, that's what people think it's a constant yep. it's a constant thing you know yep. um and that was one of the things i wanted to bring up um sorry to cut you off but like you know some of the quick the quickest things and especially from my more republican friends um right was oh my fishing boat now Identifies as a college debt, you know, yeah, a student loan. My 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 truck identifies, and I'm like, and it's funny because like, at first I was like, meh. and then it kept getting worse,
5: mm-hmm. and then it
1: kept going, and I was like, all right, so all I've taken out of all these things you share. The fact that you're so far in fucking debt that you're just so stupid that you don't know how to control your goddamn money. Yeah, you should listen to Bucks and Bruce, right? Yes. Like, like wow. instant, because like my brain was like, gosh, why are you so like wait, like wait, wait, wait. They so don't you're, know you're, how to handle you're shit. You're, right. you're no better than the person who thought they were betting on their, their education, but you bet on your happiness of buying a boat that you can only use after five o'clock on Friday. And you have to get your ass in bed. So for or you're going to be watching football on Sunday. So really, yeah. you're using it on and Saturday morning I'll, if you can I'll, get out there.
4: I'll conclude my my uh, visit here with two thoughts. that are related to that. Yes, no, sir. Number one, I and I've said this before on this program. I will say it again. Many of the people who, and this isn't to diminish the true high cost of, of higher ed, but many of the people who think it's a crime against humanity that they should ever have to pay that much money for an education. Have no problem going out and financing a sixty-five thousand dollar pickup truck that's going to be a worthless piece of shit in 10 years. A okay.
0: <laughs> worthless piece of shit the moment they drive it off the you got fucking it. And lock. then the
4: second thing I'll say about that, is great. the second thing I'll say about that too is back to this idea of people thinking that country a zero-sum game. Guess what? If you don't owe any money on student loans, if the Biden administration figures out a way to relieve all of the debt, none of the debt, some of the debt, your life isn't going to be changed one bit from it. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: because, so I want to just add to that. And the reason that you, your life won't change is because of how stupid we, it goes back to the one percenter aspect. We can't comprehend that money with how many bills have been passed in the government and how many things, right? So, dude, there's probably stuff from 1950 that they put taxes on for, let's call it, just for stupid, because David loves round numbers, 70 years, and it finally paid off in 2020. And now there's this money that we were like, okay.
4: But there's so much. The interstate highway system. The government spent more money on that than it ever spent probably on anything else, except maybe World War II. And everybody benefits from it. And We're still paying for it. We always will. I mean, it's how it works. Oh my gosh! And 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 so it's you know these
1: you know and I just heard a clip and it was Nancy Pelosi. It was like you don't get to know what the bill states until it gets passed. And you know it was a. I was like, wow, what a what a crazy lady. But like you know because when we talked about the abortion episode that we did, or whatever, like with abortion came you know let's give gm money it was like what the fuck do these two have in common you know it was like the, it was so far apart in the things that they were trying to fund and they do that with every bill hey let's do this but like let's also give you know uh let's get let's give biden a, a dancing allowance or whatever the hell it might be so we, we know, don't know we're funding it we know david has to leave no he doesn't he's staying with us for the rest of I, his life I've got one i
3: mean left. He'll,
0: he'll be back so, but he needs oh, to yes. leave yeah so any final thoughts, David, please, I know you do a podcast for LCC.
4: Oh, do you really? Yes. He does. Can you please plug that for us? Oh, well, I would be glad to, thank you. So I do a podcast called Land Stories. It's a ostensibly local history, um, but kind of different history, maybe not the stuff that you learned about in school. And lccconnect.org is the website. The program airs on the radio, uh, 89.7 FM here, on weekends, and then it immediately goes to a podcast where you can listen to it on demand. So thank you.
3: Uh,
0: So I know we will have David back on soon. We're not ending this episode for anybody on Twitch right now. We are not ending this episode. We're going to keep talking. But we are saying goodbye to our special guest, the professor. who we absolutely love having on he might be my favorite guest i I I, love
4: being here so thank you very very much for having me. And especially on
1: things because i I love how much knowledge you have because you literally do this field yeah and i come from the arrogant asshole other side and we have an educated conversation and this is one thing i tell people like everybody knows that david and i are different but the same mike loves it but like we have an educated conversation that's it
2: and so we want
0: to argue educated
2: yeah, yeah, say educated, like, just say educatedly. Just say something. Remote, like the best part about the professor is he comes like having read up on everything. He'll have yeah. stats written down. So, so
0: I, I'm gonna so say again, this I think he's before, gonna show up
2: with like a PowerPoint he's gonna share he's with us, us, us about something
0: and so in late February, early March next year. I think we need another baseball episode baseball, baseball special. Two. Yeah. Oh and yes. not only do we need the professor to join. Marianne. but we need I don't know the Marianne. professor's brothers we need the professor's brother daniel to also join it's not
1: something it's not i, not will good see
0: what I can do
3: good man um, do. and and we will find
0: a time to get to lansing to visit both of you and the puppies that oh would be yeah great.
1: i say i i hope that someday i can come down and actually shake physical hand yeah. um but i want to be clear <clears throat> it's
4: lcc.org you can go and find the podcast Lccconnect.org. Oh, excuse me. Lcc Connect. Yeah. Yep. So. Lccconnect.org. And on that page, all the programs the college produces, they each have a little icon button and you'll see mine. Keep scrolling down.
1: Yeah, no, and that's awesome also, hey, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Oh, well, this thank was a great you. episode. We'll probably end up doing yep. um a uh, secondary episode because this one I, I think is going to have a heck of a lot more coming out in the next couple of weeks.
4: Sounds good, and and hey, give me a call or a message, and I'd be glad to come back on. This sure, take care. All right, you guys, take care. Thank you, David. You guys, See you. you right. Gotcha. Yeah. Bye bye. For
2: tonight. your next special guest, I got a pee. Uh, or You and me both. For get the world. More, All right. get more beer. You guys do
0: that. I will sit here and talk because that's what I do. You can I cannot send any messages. That's weird. So we were talking <clears throat> student loan relief. And in a minute here, we're going to have, I say in a minute, momentarily here, we're going to have a student on to talk about her specific student loan issues.
3: Um, I'm sending her a message right now. and. She will
0: talk about the school that she went to. She went to a specialized school
3: and did not get what she thought she was paying for. And hopefully,
0: hopefully that will start soon here, but either way, while all of my guests have left me and my co-host, I guess both of my co-hosts and my guest, um, I'm gonna go back to the the student debt relief thing. So I would mentioned before, my thoughts would be tier the interest to a certain forgiveness, depending on what you're going into. So like right now we have a teacher shortage. So if you're going into teaching, I would like to see that interest rate capped at like, let's say 2%. But if you're going into, let's say finance, which we are not having a shortage of of finance um, majors. Let's say... You're a
2: finance major.
0: I am a finance major, but I did not take out loans. Let's say they are capped at 5%. I don't think it should be bigger than 5%. That's just my personal opinion. But you're going to school to better yourself and to better the country as a whole because an educated population is a more productive population, I think that should be capped at 5%. Nick, your thoughts on on the capping? You know what?
1: Sorry, because That's one thing you and I agree on. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm not a person who likes to tell... All right, so how do I say this? I'm not a person that likes to tell a business how much money they can make. But I am a person who likes to tell the fucking government how much they can make. (laughs) So, yeah um Right, and so I don't think the government should be making that kind of money. Yeah, but you know the government's
0: only making five percent because we talked about that number.
1: Yeah, but they're making other money. loans are making seven and a half, and so right, like private stuff, and that should be that should be capped as well. It should
0: be because if you want to get in that loan
1: industry. Here's my so other I'll say. Here's 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 the problem. So if you want to get in the loan industry for that. Yeah. We've already have proven history that guess what's going to happen? Your little bitch ass is going to get bailed out because you know how to fucking make a goddamn loan. Correct. You're, you're over here going, oh, well,
0: they can't bankrupt
1: it, so I'm guaranteed
0: my money forever. You're going to make I, that loan? I would totally say... You're going to make that loan. Student loan should be bankruptable. Mm. No, they <laughs> totally should be bankruptable. Wait a minute. You're going to tell me a kid at 18 can take out a student loan, and you can't say they can bankrupt on that. But... Some douche fucking bag can buy eight houses at twenty six and file bankruptcy.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Uh huh. Okay, so what do I get in return for your for your bankruptcy of your of your education? What do you get in return for, the, for those houses that they absolutely gutted and are worth shit? Ninety percent of them aren't going to gut them, and they're going to be worth ninety percent. My ass. Go look at that. Go look at two thousand eight numbers. Okay, let's go look at two thousand eight numbers. I mean, literally, it was... Most like, of
0: those houses are worth shit, because they left the fucking water
1: running, or they no, tore out all no. of the... Gosh, no. Tore yes, out all the metal,
2: yeah, the wiring. The I mean, it's still, and... that's
1: still happening, but, like, no. Yeah. Like, it was... That happened the, the at market. a greater majority. No. Yes. No. The, the I, I mean, I bought a house that was not in perfect repair, and it was a foreclosure.
2: Yeah. But... Did they cut that shit? No, I, th- I, th- I think that's why I think that's why Nick likes those things because for him he can buy they a house really up, really yes. cheap, fix so it back, up, and back then when I bought
1: it for... But you have to understand, back when I bought those things, my first few, I didn't know a damn thing, right? So, um, you know, I I my think, correction. <laughs> my correction. I think when you look at it, right, um, bankruptable. Okay, so if I if you go bankrupt on a student loan, the and here's and so David's David stepped away, but the problem I see is okay. So Mike, I'm a landlord, right? Mm-hmm. One of my biggest qualifications is
2: the fact that you know how to like fix no, like it. One, it? One, yeah.
1: one of my biggest qualifications as a tenant is no bankruptcies in the past you know? Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. That way. Yes.
1: So, so now you're allowing the nation to fucking bankrupt themselves to get rid of their student. And if so, and if you allow, and, and here's how my brain thinks, right. Is if I allow you to go into bankruptcy, okay. Let's say you're, you're struggling. Okay. You're, mm-hmm. you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt in, in uh student loans. And you you just you got a you got a job that pays forty k a year and you just can't pay this fucking debt back. Yeah. Okay. Knowing that you're bankruptable, what are you going to go do?
2: Declare bankruptcy.
1: Well, no, you're going to go back and get more money, right?
2: Well, that could be too. Yes. Go. I mean, I
1: might, I might as well get as far in debt as possible. Yeah. For this,
2: and then go get, declare bankruptcy. Get a half million dollar in debt, and then declare okay. bankruptcy. Listen, and, and, that's where I think I, I think it's fine what he says about student loans being bankruptable but I think it's got to be compounded to other things like oh my god I've got a hundred thousand dollars in student loan plus I just ended up with two hundred thousand dollars in medical debt plus oh my god you know I just you know lost a job and you know it's I, a recession and I can't you know get a job that pays enough for me to make ends meet anymore and
1: I would agree <clears throat> and the problem is, is- the government's so fucking lazy they will never listen to the stories aspect of things. Um, so Mike and I agree that and apparently you said it. Um you had said that they can't just bankrupt just student loans. They have to have yeah. they have to have other stuff. Yes. But because my point was all right, I'm a hundred thousand dollars in debt, I'm making forty K a year. Yeah, and I the only way out is bankruptcy. What do I do? With how easy it is to obtain a fucking college debt. Oh, I'm going to take out a shit ton. <laughs> and guess what? Hey David, you want to make 20K? If I'm now 800000 dollars in debt. Again, Absolutely my, my biggest here. issue is you have to look at those things. Why?
3: Because you do.
0: No, well, the government will never they need to sit there and look at it and go, so we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. So Somebody I know, I will say somebody I know. And somebody go, Well, you have student loans, just transfer that into a personal loan. No, not you. Not
1: something I would fucking tell people to do. Transfer that into a personal loan and turn around in two months and file bankruptcy. I mean, if it if it's if I'm
0: anybody looking at that, I'm going, I was a student loan. You transfer that over. Fuck you, you don't get bankruptcy.
1: but that's the thing well now you're asking for bankruptcy and so okay so the the point point you missed the point you missed the point you missed that i made to mike is right i'm a landlord all right one of my qualifications (sighs) to be a tenant no bankruptcies you would not have rented to me that's a fact i mean rented to you when we first met no right rented to you now yeah but you wouldn't see
0: my bankruptcy anymore it was so long ago
1: I would. I mean, I. I would probably see it, right? But like,
0: let's just say. No, okay. you wouldn't see her it anymore. It's gone. Ten uh-huh. years. It's totally fucking gone. What
3: do you mean you would?
1: How see long? It? Is, how long has it been? Almost twenty. Okay, so and and you've only been financially good for seven. I've, I've been, been, been financially good for. You won't get
2: a, a word in for like the next ten minutes while Fourteen. The
1: about fourteen. About fourteen. So seven years. Hi, Ray. Right. Like, Hi. And I've known you. I've known you probably like. You've taken, known me since that point. It would it would have taken a little bit longer. But like, if you would have came to me and said, "Hey, we need a place to rent," that's why private landlords are shitty. But if I ran it like a business, that business states. would you we don't? We already know that. Say, <laughs> but the business states don't do that, right? Like, and because because statistics, right? Statistics are a thing. Okay, we go to the casino because we want to win money. We own a business because it's, it's more of a guarantee if you work your ass off, right? Hey, Ray's, um, Ray's logging into
0: Zoom
2: right now. Hey, we appreciate that. She's Ray, already on Zoom. She's been on Zoom for like three minutes while you guys have kept arguing. All right. Yeah. You know how this goes, Mike.
3: We
5: were, I arguing, am well, we were discussing Have you ever watched the
0: their videos yet, Ray? Oh, uh, she has not. No. So, but she knows me enough. So, yeah.
3: let's, let's
0: basically, imagine, let's, yeah, let's change let's the the subjects here. And we are going to introduce our new guest who is Ray. It's
1: not the same. It's not um, changing
0: subject. It's the same subject. Fuck off. Just a new person talking so, about this Ray is is, I've decided, one of my unofficial Star Wars daughters. I've just Because she's kind of savage like I am.
1: We have actually met in person. So have you? Um, yeah, I was her see something. Yes. Oh, you were. And because Yeah, Nick Nick had to watch Ray so
0: people didn't get handsy with her no I really need to no
6: the but it's i have to be i have to have a handler so i don't hit people if they do that
0: <laughs> okay i don't want to get that, kicked
6: out of the group that, might, say that might
1: be a better way of you don't it. hit people but we say it because we don't want anybody to handsy with you it's funny because i have no problem hitting people but um and like it's funny because every time i walked up to her i'm like hey you guys good she's like yeah and then chewbacca's over here like dying and i'm like and i, I just walk into the bartender guy and i'm like Give me a water like Chewbacca's dying, and he's like, Oh, I got anything for Chewbacca, man? I'm like, here you go. And I was like, And people are like, Well, oh, you, you. it's not this. like Chewbacca can drink water
2: while he's in costume. And anyway. He had to
1: go around a tent and a canopy and four miles down just to, like, you know, do a Chewbacca drink. But, um, all I'm saying is, uh, you know, say every time she's like, Oh, yeah, I'm good. And I'm just like, All right, so I'm here, here I am running around like crazy. Ray is very easy to please, honestly.
2: What is he saying about you there? I, he did share some of the follow up from some of the discussions that were had during the white caps game, and I am gonna say I have you.
3: Thank you. <laughs> so, Ray has a what? Ray has a very interesting
0: student loan, yeah. So, I don't know how much he can get into specifically because. You know, there's might be current litigation going on. So don't say more than you can say, Ray.
6: Um, I haven't been told I can't say anything. Okay. So because technically I I am I fall under the umbrella of the lawsuit, but I'm not directly involved.
1: Okay. Um you're in a lawsuit over your student loan?
6: Sort of. So I applied this year for borrower defense to repayment because my college committed fraud. And if I, so I submit an application, they are supposed to review it and investigate and then make a decision to see if I am eligible for loan forgiveness. Um, Turns out the US Department of Education has not done anything with those applications since 2017. So, a group of students uh, sued the Department of Education uh, to basically get them to address the Trust applications. The application. And uh, there was a settlement proposed uh, sometime at the beginning of this month uh, to essentially <laughs> streamline them. And uh, the so the, it was given preliminary approval. And I received an email uh, because I applied within a certain window, so I qualify. I would be affected if the settlement is approved um, for comment, and comment will be collected until September 8, and then a judge will review them and make a final decision. If it is approved, I get put into a timeline where the U.S. Department of Education has 30 months for me. To uh, give me an answer on my application, they will Two not. Two and do a half it.
3: years. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Jesus. If you if you applied like in 2017, it's like six months. But because I applied more recently, I have a longer waiting time. If I don't get an answer within 30 months, it's automatically approved, um, and they're not going to be doing any investigation. They're going to take everything in the application as fact, which gives me even better chance of getting approved. And if the settlement goes through, an approval means a complete cancellation of your remaining student loans, and I get all of my money back that I paid. Which would be amazing.
2: <laughs> so you could stop stacking shelves at the library. Good.
6: This country isn't good enough for that. I'm gonna no. be working till I die. <laughs>
0: Well, hopefully you'll listen to us, and you won't have to. So, Ray,
6: that's like the
1: worst attitude to come on the show with. Because
2: (laughs) I mean, I thought that fifteen. Well, no, no, no. no, She's still right. I mean, the country basically. uh,
1: This country is the most amazing country. No, it's
0: not. Uh It totally fucking is not. It is. You're an
1: idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I I would normally
2: enjoy your your banter, but this time I'm going to fully agree. And yes, you're an idiot. You're an idiot.
1: So, I'm Ray, so if you don't like America, you know, guys can just get
0: out. I would get the fuck out of it fuck fuck out. For, we're if, we're if it wasn't for. We're working on it October. When, yes, we are. If, if I had won the fucking Powerball, my ass would have bought an island and I would be there right fucking now and you would do the show, even if, though you if, don't know how.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: If that's either that's I right. had no kids or like my ex wife were completely out of the picture. I would not be living in the United States right now.
0: I have like five kids. I mean, I only have one kid, but I have like five kids, and they're all over 20, so you know. I said, Ray could move with you to a heartbeat. I mean, I, so I have Katie. My, my
2: only adult kid is Chloe. Well, close, yeah, close Chloe's 18. 17. Okay, so I've got to wait for her, too, now. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's not an adult yet, so I have i have adopted who's, Chloe,
2: who's might not be working at Breakthrough Therapy much longer. Yeah, that's Totally makes me sad. I
0: especially because I bought her an alligator organ today. So I have Caitlin, I have Anna, I have Ray, Colin, and Andre. Only one's my daughter. Yeah. But the (laughs) other four I'm fucking claiming. I don't
3: give a shit. So Ray went to a school because she wants to
0: a school.
6: Technically. <laughs> are, are you, because are you she went to right an now?
0: institution
2: of some sort. No, she's sort. not there anymore.
1: Oh, like when you made the lawsuit? You, she was you, never in a dorm. Oh, OK. It was a school.
0: How many were there, like 70?
6: Um. So when I started, my class was 60. And that was for the uh, associates program, which was uh, accelerated. So I did 24 credits a semester. Um, and got my associate's degree in one year. And then the bachelor's program was two years and that was 19 students.
0: So Ray was
3: going into basically the entertainment industry. School offers entertainment. it's a school in Grand Rapids and it's actually kind of popular.
0: Okay. And so just to give the background here for a minute, i like to get background ray is an extremely talented costume so she joined the rebel legion i want to say in 20 was it 2018 or 2019
6: i think it was 27 no
2: i think it was earlier because she was in before i started she was in before you started but you started in 2018 18 or 19 one of the so Ray
0: started in her first event with the Rebel Legion was an ice cream social in, I want to say Porter Hills, maybe it was it was something north of town. And it was her, Vader and and me as a Tuscan. And Ray had a staff, we call her Ray Ray because she plays Ray. I mean, she has other things now but she she ultimately joined the legion as ray and she had a staff for ray that was made out of cardboard and unless she told people it was made out of cardboard nobody fucking knew it looked like screen accurate it was awesome
1: mine's not movie quality but it's it's okay
0: hers was
1: nice
0: so she had the Dale Doback version of
1: <laughs> Chewbacca man.
0: Yes. Yes? She did. Um, so, honestly, so, like, I, I messaged Ray earlier in the week, and I said, hey, where am I in the line of stuff that you're doing? Because I asked her to, you know, commission some stuff for uh, me and Caitlin, and she goes, yeah, I feel really bad, because I don't have time to do anything. And I said, yeah, just keep me on the list, because I mean, I've been asking for this shit since like 2017 and 2022 or five years later, so I'm in no rush.
2: Should I, ask I want for her good back shit, I know she makes you good stuff. You got it right? you
1: so, all right, what did you go to college? You went to college for entertainment. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, I Videography? I
6: went for a Bachelor of Film and Media art. There we go. Okay.
1: And what do you do now?
6: I put books on shelves at a library and I work retail and I also volunteer at a theater. Whoa. I've got like 11 jobs. I, I
1: think so. I really think I'm going to volunteer at a
6: theater.
1: Remember how we kind of talked about like, you know, things might not be the same for me here very soon. Yeah. So I went to a play at the Civic Theater. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see like the stage and I was like, God, I want to and I was like, and they're gonna technically officially pay for the stuff, I just have to. Build it. And I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> so, so, not to um, take
0: us off on a tangent, but that's kind of what we do. Yeah, I went out to dinner yeah. last night with uh Jenna Lawrence, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, before the world ended in 2020, one of the last events that we did as a family was we went to Les Mis at Miller. Oh, yeah, nice. And. Because we've done Star Wars events down there, we know one of the stage managers, and we sent him a message, and he's like, hey, i can give you a backstage tour of all the stuff at Les So, yes. I mean, we we went backstage, saw the costumes, the sets, everything.
5: Yeah. I'm so fucking
0: happy. Yes,
2: Mike. I hate you. I know you do, because that's Mike's favorite musical. Hands down. My second favorite Honestly, musical. just one of, inter- I mean, I've read the book. And it was a very slow read, but the overall story is one of my, my favorite. like reason.
0: It's going like, to so, be in Chicago in February if you want to go just. Yeah, February. but I can't
2: get a backstage
0: tour. Oh, you won't at, get a backstage tour. I'm just saying, it's going to be in Chicago in February. I'm if you just saying, go. that's why I hate you. I know why you hate me. I'm just saying. So, yeah, um, that would have been one of those things that Ray's like, oh my God, that's awesome because she makes that type of stuff.
3: Right.
2: Well, can you make me a uh, Jean Valjean costume?
6: No, I have no life. <laughs> can you,
3: can she has you, no time to do that. Can sure. you make no. me a Yoder she has like seventeen jobs. I have the beard for Yoder.
1: Oh. <laughs> I love this conversation. I hate you. <laughs> Straight look. Actually, it. maybe I'd rather have That's a right.
2: Javert costume because even though, yeah, Jean Valjean is the main character, I mean, Javert has better side. He does have better songs. All right,
1: so you're 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 into debt, um, because of this college, and this college committed some type of fraud that you're maybe getting money back for, um, like fraud, as in they didn't give you the correct grades or something, or fraud as in your degree. It's accreditation
2: related, isn't it?
6: So. When I graduate, well, when I was at the school, like our equipment was kind of held together by duct tape. None of the teachers seemed qualified. Like everything was like a little off. And we were paying a lot of money to go to the school, but it wasn't going to the teachers because they weren't getting paid very well. And it wasn't going into the equipment and it wasn't going into the building. When we showed our thesis project for our graduation in front of all of our friends and family, the light bulb and the projector died. So it was tinted green nobody and like the sound system only worked if you kicked it at the right angle so i mean there was all kind of like weird things um then we graduated and got our diplomas and noticed that they were incorrectly dated it was printed on computer paper there was no official seal or gold foil and they misspelled privileges so that was a bit concerning but we all kind of just we're over it at that point. Uh, fast forward a couple of years and some people in the grade beneath me wanted to get master's degrees. So they applied to schools and they're like, hey, I have a bachelor of fine arts. And they're like, yeah, sorry, this isn't a bachelor's. This isn't a legitimate bachelor's. And it turns out no accredited college in America will recognize a degree from that school as valid. It's essentially on the same level as getting a cosmetology certificate.
1: Jesus Christ. So no matter what you do, you're screwed.
3: Um mm-hmm. you no. Know, I, I gotta ask this. So can can you
0: give us I, I don't want Give us a ballpark. Around? Hang on. Give us a
3: ballpark of what of, you pay.
6: About sixty thousand. For all four years three years yeah
1: well yeah because you went to a uh, accelerator yeah and then is the school still around yes oh no shit
0: do they still have okay.
3: students
1: so yes
2: like... oh i would say Actually, so off, off off recording you could you could probably ask her she would probably tell you what school it is but... oh totally she would
6: yeah oh i'd be um, fine naming it now i don't care <laughs> Right.
1: so yeah, we're going to ask you not to name it
0: right now because we don't want any issues <laughs> no. with uh, you not getting your money back.
1: Also, it's like now you work in a job because you've wasted three years of your life. Something that means nothing to anybody. Well, anymore. I mean,
0: she worked in three jobs
1: in the actual field, right? So, like, you no matter what you do, you can't get a job in your field.
6: Um. Yeah, pretty much. Um, You don't always need a degree to work in film. It's more based on experience. Um, So we did get some knowledge uh, while we were there, um, but always having a degree will help. Um, I think out of the 60 students that were in the associates program, I know two, that are working in some sort of film one is doing uh camera work for a news station and the other one interned on the walking dead and had to live in his car in order to do so but i haven't heard oh. anything since then
2: so if you ever need Could have used uh, nick and the... brent when they were still in the news locally as say, if you ever if you ever need news cable,
1: let me know uh one of my very good friends is a very high up person and i don't know
2: news
0: people anymore they all quit
1: no nope, yeah. mine is still living a beautiful life and loves what he does and uh yeah no i have gotten a lot of people jobs in but, what region of the united states like, oh i don't know who that is no you wouldn't have clue. okay yeah i could no. um but it's so it's funny i went to a dodge viper race years ago um because
0: that's your dream character
1: it was right and so uh and there was a girl who was the daughter of somebody, and oh, yeah, my dad's out there, blah, blah. And I was like, <clears> talk <throat> about what we're doing. Um, I was like, oh, you need a connection, right? Like, here, yeah. my friend is literally the head director of this. Granted, he's my fucking age. And she's like, oh. And I was like, I pulled him up, and she like, then takes me serious. And she's like, well, I'll reach out to him. Yeah, now has a job doing that stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's just all about telling me what you want to do. And I know. I know everybody in every goddamn industry part of part (laughs) of it is who you know it's a factual statement
6: yeah that's that was a really big selling point of the school um the person who gave me the tour before I applied um basically checked every box that's required for applying to borrow for borrower defense tour payment um he said the 99% 99% of students who graduate have a job in the field and that's because the class sizes are so small and they have they have connections all over the world like they've got connections with Disney and Marvel and independent film sets and he was rattling off some places that they've had
4: yeah.
6: graduates working at and like he's like we've got some who are working for marvel now and like he gave me a tour of the school and it's plastered with movie posters that are signed by like producers it from the films stuff. so there's a lot to like back up the claims and i think it was because my class was one of the biggest ones they had had before that they had like 10 students so wow. they could probably and you get 66 yeah they could wow. probably get connections Because it's a lot easier to do for a class of ten than it is for a class of sixty. Even that, I mean.
2: Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
6: But by the time we got there, we were we were told every student is guaranteed an internship upon graduation, and if you have, they have a list of connections that they have, where they're like, you get to look at this list, and if there's something you like, the better you perform at the school, the higher pick you get. I graduated as salutatorian and was pulled into the vice president's office and told that I would be on my own for finding an internship and would not be receiving any help from the school because uh, I was telling the underclassmen that the school doesn't have any connections because they didn't. And we were all like blindsided by that. We all thought that there was gonna be a list of places that we could intern and there was no list. Oh, that's yeah, because
2: like as a salutatorian, you could be like, if they have all those connections, you could be like, you could have been working on a Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah, uh, you could been you could have been Daisy Ridley's stunt double.
6: <laughs> I could have been Daisy Ridley. <laughs>
2: you could have been Daisy Ridley.
1: A friend. So this is how connections work in my life. Yeah, I was drinking beer with a friend of mine who happens to be a beer brewer, and his wife's a teacher. Yeah. Makes us great. They had a friend over. Who does lighting or animations and video game now with working on a video game specific? Well, like work for Disney and all that. Like, I was like, what the do you mean lighting? And they're like, and so we got this, detail. I was like, I didn't know that, that was like a job aspect of things. It's like everything. Um, but it was like one of the coolest jobs, like mm-hmm. as like a kid, you're like, Oh dude, I think that would be awesome. But like as an adult looking at it going, God i I want to do that, right?
2: Like, but the guy, the um, guy, the kid who gets coffee for Steven Spielberg gets mentioned in the credits,
1: yeah, right, which is huge. Um, but so that being said, like, talking about what I did, what she did, stuff like that, and I was, and she's like, hey, I have this treatment they just come down, you know, somebody, and I was like, within like a matter of minutes, I was like, if you ever need anything in the house, I got you if i ever you need know, like anything on something really sweet like she's like i got you i was like yes so this
0: is the shit that pisses me off yeah. about you know when we talk about student loans and student loan forgiveness so uh Ray, you started the school at what age
6: uh right out of high school so i was 18
0: and how much did you know going into it or how much did you just believe that you were told
6: um i believed everything that i was told i'm also the oldest so this is my first time my parents were going through having a child in college so i mean they kind of had the stuff to back it up so when i started going there the first the associates program was pretty good it was when i went into the bachelor's that everything started to falling started falling apart and i learned that the the guy who gave the tours who's actually the recruiter um was, Pre, his previous job was doing sales pitches.
2: No, of course. Not. Um,
6: and he, oh, yeah. he's a pathological liar. I've come to find out um, because he told me, I went to a Christian high school. He told me that the school was faith-based. He didn't tell other people that it was faith-based. So when we had to take religion classes, half of my class had no idea that that was going to be a requirement because it wasn't a selling point to them. So we didn't mention it and it wasn't on the website. So we have a bunch of people, a lot of whom were atheists and they're trying to, they're like floundering in a religion class because they do not know anything. They don't have a history with it like I did growing up. Mm. And they're like, we if I had known that that was a thing for the school, I wanted to come.
0: So we're talking, you were 18. You're roughly 25 now.
6: Uh-huh.
0: 25, 26.
6: 26.
0: So we're eight years late. Oh! And... From the 48 year. Essentially, you knew nothing going into it. Mm-hmm. So you took their word for it because they were the expert. Yep. And you entered into, let's say, student loans, thinking that... They had your best interests in mind, true or false,
6: yeah, I was told that if I wanted to get into film, they were the ones that were, were going to be able to help me,
0: so you went sixty thousand dollars into debt off of these lies. Mm-hmm. and these are the type of situations when we're talking of of student loan debt that probably bother me the most. Mm-hmm. At 18, at 22, at 26, you don't understand the ramifications of what you're signing into here. No. And if your parents haven't gone through it before, they don't either. And I I had seen a message on Reddit the other day, and it was basically, um, why don't they teach a financial class to high school students? I answered it, and I said, because if they teach it to high school students, they won't be indentured servants for the next 60 years of their life. And that's honestly the reason it is, because what makes this country move is the workers continuing to show up to those shitty jobs with shitty pay and working them. And if you don't have a reason to hold them to those shitty jobs, they don't do that so ray's 26 she has three jobs she has debt if you didn't have debt ray would you keep showing up to all three jobs
6: uh i'd have at least one job
0: but would you have three no (laughs) and and that's kind of the point i mean you sucker these kids in so why what
1: different topic Sorry, you, right you
0: sucker these kids in when they don't necessarily know anything and they don't have Ooh. any basis to know anything, and their parents don't know anything because they didn't go through the shit
2: either. Did and your you, parents go to school, right? Like yes. college? Um, but I even then, I mean, loan programs were different. Like we way talked different. about in the previous part of the episode.
6: Yeah, my, because when this first hit the news, the loan forgiveness, uh, my dad said, well, student loans have always been this way so i was like okay what year did you graduate and he said in the 90s in in 90 and i was like okay the average cost of a four year college was about was between 6 and 7000 mm-hmm. dollars that includes room and board mm-hmm. and adjusting for inflation that's about like $13,000, 14000 dollars now and i was like so you can't compare my 60000 and my sister's 80000 Mm-hmm. Which she just added another forty thousand to because she's advancing her degree to thirteen thousand dollars.
0: Well, in case in point, so I, you know, I started college in '95, and I spent between thirteen and fifteen hundred for a semester. And My daughter started in '14 and spent thirty-two
2: to thirty-five hundred a semester.
5: So, so we're really
2: talking talk about mine. I, I, mean, I went York. to an really expensive school to begin with. So mine was like 16 as a freshman, and then like 20 for the rest of the four years.
1: A hundred or a thousand? Thousand. Sure.
2: So, Sixteen thousand was my freshman year. Oh, sure. My point to Albion. Twenty thousand yeah. dollars was my year. Really. I thought
1: Albion was poor people college.
0: Albion's a Division three school. Yeah. It is In a
1: private, private, private school kind of
0: like I went to, I went to Davenport,
1: school. trust me, that was expensive. Um, Davenport
0: got really expensive was like, the last 15 I went, years. I went
1: to CC and I don't remember what I, like, I was a cocky young ass kid, right? I was, I was working, I mean, I was like you, I, 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 24 credit hours, worked a full 60 hour week job. Um, you know, I mean, I was working 16 hour days and then you know, I, I would I would go to school, go to go go home and sleep for four hours, go to work, go home and sleep for two hours, go to school, sleep for two hours, work. Like i I was like your wife. I had four hours of yeah. sleep in a day. Um and and I, I passed my stuff, I did fine. Because again, to me it didn't matter. All that mattered was D's get degrees. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like I don't need to be a valedictorian, I don't need to be anything. I need a fucking degree yeah but <laughs> so when but how much when, how much when, did it cost
3: i
0: don't know i was making more than that at Steelcase. when jobs are looking for
3: graduates
0: nowadays oh they have certain requirements least so, i get job you know places contacting me all the time they're like hey apply for this job you have to have at least a 3.2 yeah well for me that's no issue i have a 3.9 sure yeah. so, but me Most of those jobs, I'm like, yeah, fuck off. You're offering, you know, 18 bucks an hour. I make 36. Yeah. And that's, that's
1: hard. is is you know, you and I both know that I'm not about the, like, I'm more the salesman guy, right? Like I will literally be a recruiter for something because that's where the money's made. If you can yeah, say I like anything,
2: get a job that recruiting for the school that Ray is trying I, to get I'm, I money might, back from. Might sure. go work there. You're
0: totally full of shit. You wouldn't work there.
2: No, you wouldn't sure. work there because you know they're bullshit.
0: Right. Yeah. You'll um, sell something you believe in. Facts. But if it's something you don't fucking believe in,
1: yeah, no, you're not selling. not going to um, But like, right. So, like, I don't know. I I feel like I was pretty cheap for credit hour. I mean, I was less than because I had 24 credit hours roughly. I don't think I was even paying. Twenty four hundred bucks. So I was less than a hundred bucks a credit
0: hour. Caitlin paid somewhere between thirty two and thirty five hundred for that first semester. Yeah, she, at CC. Say she's in
1: Cat County too. Which is yeah. Crazy. So,
0: um, and she took thirteen credit hours to fresh her, wow. the first term of her freshman year, first semester of her freshman year. That's okay,
2: so about thirty dollars a credit hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean,
2: I think you know. I mean, Ray, you made a point about like what your, you know, like dad or whoever would have paid was going to school. you're right i mean like i said i went to a very expensive school but you're right probably for even like going to like michigan state or whatever six seven thousand dollars a year owed a lot of pocket at that point in time like you know he would have basically been graduating from college around the time my brother was going into college um so you know that's that's not you know, overly bad. The difference too, is that was student loan debt, that until you were done with school for a certain period of time, didn't accrue interest. When you started going to school, you accrued interest from the day you took that loan out. And so, yeah, I mean, he may have owed, let's say $18,000 at the end. That's finally when he started paying interest. If you had to take twenty thousand dollars out for that first year of school, you're paying interest from that point and then adding another $40,000 on top of it. We talked about that with Professor
0: Seawick before Ray jumped on. Again, if you took student loans back to what they were when we were in middle school or high school, they were fine. I mean, you know, you, you took out a student loan, it paid for the stuff you needed, you know, books, tuition, whatever. Mm-hmm. And six months after you graduate, you start accruing interest. Yeah,
2: which means so if you, you had have a way that, to like pay off a big portion of them right after graduation.
0: Correct. And, only and not only that, but their, their accruing interest was like 2 or 3% mm-hmm. instead of, hey, you took out a student loan, you're 18 years old, and you're paying 7.5% right now.
2: I mean, I have a bad example from that. Like every like, all the student loans I took out were basically my mom using her job to pay for me to go to school. She charged cool. me zero percent interest.
3: Mm-hmm. That's one of the. Th-
2: she was like, as long as I get my money back, it's worth you know for me to go to school. Was worth it for her.
1: And and I get, and and I guess this is a great time to make the point. Um, me being the person I am. So Gentex and all these other companies, right? There's a lot of tuition reimbursement happening. FedEx, UPS, stuff like that. Um,
2: Any meaningful company I, I, has tuition reimbursement of some kind.
1: I think that that's the idea. Like, so if you're going into career aspect, so to me, I think instead of going to college to get your your degree in film, right? I think you should go find a job and have that company either hands-on train you because I'm more of a trades person, Right. Um,
0: But again, what job is going to pay you to go to film school? Uh, something in the film industry.
1: Yeah, where do you find that
2: here? Yeah, so unless you're like, you know, maybe you're, not you're, you're that, Cage, here. who's, you know, Francis Ford Coppola's, oh, like, like, you know, great nephew or whatever. Right. So get right I, mean, into I could get my
0: industry. finance degree paid for, because finance is one of the things that could benefit my company.
2: Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that's the big thing is companies will only reimburse you for things to benefit them. Like I work fully in science. If Ray worked where I work and she was going for a film degree, unless they felt they needed somebody who could do cinematography for like marketing right. videos, they're not going to pay her for.
1: So, right. so, like, she, didn't, she didn't sell herself to that company or she's not working for that right company, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. a million marketing companies out there. I have a friend that own, I mean, I have like three friends that own three different marketing companies. I mean, that's what they do.
0: Well, and again, she
1: looked at, I'm 18,
0: this is what I want to do, and this school is promising to me, Yeah. if you come to this school, not only will you get a great education, but you're going to be guaranteed a job afterwards,
1: and at 18, you don't know any better. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: I don't
1: know if I was 18 and they guaranteed me a thing in in the field that I wanted. Yeah. Let's go. And the problem is, is like, you're a nice girl. Um. If I was, hey, well. I was I promised. Nice. If I was promised an internship and I got pulled into the vice president's office, I would have been expelled that minute. Right. Once he told me you're on your own, it would have been straight just jacked to the fucking face.
0: Part part of me surprised she didn't get kicked out of his fucking office because
1: yeah.
6: I did laugh Very in his nice.
0: Face.
2: Yeah.
6: So, I did okay, laugh that, in his face when he said that.
2: As as a side to that story, I've got to ask, the reason why you were probably telling younger students it's all basically a farce was because you had people who had graduated before you who were basically saying, yeah, all this stuff they told us was a lie.
6: Um, The people ahead of me weren't. Um, But when I learned that it was all a lie, I wish that somebody would have told me that sooner. And because we had a certain amount of time to find an internship and none of us were looking for one because we thought that there was ones that we could pick from. Yeah, you'd so basically was, be like, hey,
2: I want that one. And they'd be like, great, call this person, you're set.
6: Yeah, because if I had to, if I had known I would be looking for one myself, that if I had gone into it knowing that, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But because we didn't know that, I was telling people in the grades under us like hey just so you know you need to start looking for an internship now because they are not helping you there is no list to pick from so start looking now and they're like you're spreading false information and scaring the students you need to stop and so I laughed at him and I walked out of his office
1: yeah I, I mean I would have done a hell of a lot more um no and I, like I don't know, we talk about things that can fix things. And I think, I don't know, it's more communist aspect to think that people need to declare what they're going for and not be able to change it. But because if I'm, okay, you and me were financially responsible for the most part. If I'm giving my money out, who are you giving it to? Right, are you giving it to the person that's going for it? What do you
0: call it? Lesbian dance theory.
1: Lesbian dance theory. Or are you giving to the person that's going for um you know go med therapy, blah blah blah? I'm the
0: wrong person to fucking ask.
1: Who are you giving it to?
0: So it, when it, it comes was, to, when to giving it out money, a uh, at your yeah. school.
1: I mean, granted, this is a loan that you have to get paid back on. What's yeah, I on do it?
0: that. I do that with my investments. Right. And right. I so prosper is a great example. It's true. Mm-hmm. I have a couple that are A-rated with Prosper but the majority of mine are d e or not even fucking rate are they are they paying they pay Good. because i look at the background of what they are so like one of them is a truck driver from illinois he makes seventy-five thousand a year and he needs like eight thousand
3: dollars
0: so i threw some money at that he was late i don't know 15 times in a row <laughs> So I got late fees on top of it, but he always fucking paid. He might pay you know,
2: 60 days instead of 30, yep. but I'm getting my money back. Yep,
1: and then some.
2: Well, <clears throat> and, and I think, you know, you make a good point about Prosper, because probably, you know, one of, that's one of the areas you told me yep. to go to when I was going through my divorce, and it was like, I wanted something to basically be able to say, here's a lump sum of money to basically give to my ex-wife to say, The credit card debt is now all in your hands. Yep. I was probably one of those C or D rated people because my credit score was low at that point. You know, I was going through a divorce. So, you know, I didn't know what my, but again, I paid everything on time. And now, yeah, like if I were to get a Prosper loan now, people would probably be like, oh, you're an A or a B because of your credit history and everything else is
5: so. Well, when
0: I sit here and I I look at someone like Ray, you, you know, again, she walked into this believing the best in people, not realizing people are fucking horrible.
5: Yeah.
0: And, you know, she's 26 now. She realizes people are fucking horrible. If she was walking into that situation right now, she would approach it way differently.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, now. Oh, no, so are you making payments on your student loans?
6: Um, I haven't been as regularly since they've been halted, but I did pay them off in large chunks since uh, interests have been halted.
1: Okay, so you're actually making payments. Um, and then so 30 months, geez, as of September 8th, right?
6: Yeah. So okay, sometime so. after September eight, a decision should be made.
3: Okay, that's that's a long
1: time. Um, so it's nice to get your money back. It would um, be
0: nice for her to get her money back. Because again, so what, what is, she what has
1: is essentially useless. Okay, yeah, what you have is useless. What are you doing to make it that useless?
6: I mean, I I'm kind of stuck with that certificate at this point. So I'm just trying to work jobs to pay it off
1: why aren't you right like so why aren't you looking working for like local news why aren't you working for um the one that it's like w it's wotv or whatever like the uh
2: gzm or whatever
1: no, like it's it's the local local aspect of things. Like they go to the Berlin Fair and record that. And,
2: oh, you mean you like know, the actual like A-West like, or some shit? Sure. A,
1: A-, A-, A- West is still with T V or whatever. Like this is like
2: Miranda? You're you no, 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 he's talking about like public, public
1: access. Public access. Okay. Like so I like, mean that's my buddy in high school, the guy who's been fantastic in life.
2: Talking about, the, he's talking about the people that air C-SPAN when they're not airing anything yeah. else. Pretty much it,
1: right? So, like, why aren't you doing that, like, to get more out there to practice what you want to do? Like, um, I mean, what's what's keeping you from getting those types of jobs?
6: So when when I started at the school, I didn't quite know what aspect of film I wanted to do, but as I was there, I decided that I wanted to do stuff based on like costume and production design. And then uh, like also like graphic design. So I focused a lot on that during the bachelor program. And there's not really a whole lot available for uh, costume and production design in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not have the money to be able to leave the state. Um, and I wasn't gonna live out of my car uh, cause that's dangerous. So I, when I found an internship, it was at a theater and I was the creative media intern. So I was uh, photographing and filming and making posters for all of their art camps. Cause they had, uh, it was an art center and theater. So like I was recording promos for their Broadway shows and I was uh, photographing the actors and, promoting their arts day camp and the mural design that they were doing and like that's a lot of what I like I loved that job um but there wasn't an opening there so I couldn't apply for something there so I went on to another graphic design internship and a job opened up there and I applied and didn't get it so I went to yet another one and applied for a job there and did not get it
2: Were some of those related to to the fact that your basically degree was found to be considered not accredited or whatever you want to call it?
6: Yeah I don't know I know when I got my internship it was brought up that I went to this school and they asked my opinion of my time there and I was honest and said it was pretty hard and they're like oh good because um I work in some local film and we know that this school is kind of a joke. Um, And later uh, she told me that she was hesitant to hire me as an intern because I went to that school, that she felt she was taking a risk by doing it. She was glad she made that decision, but I almost didn't get the job there because of the school.
2: Just too bad that like, I mean, I'm sure you probably like when that internship ended, you were willing to, he was probably willing to give you a recommendation for some of these other jobs. Cause at that point you knew you were a hard worker, but some people I know can't look past the degree issue, but that's what they're looking for. A, and that's unfortunate in today's society. So I'm going to jump in here. Cause I don't
0: know shit. And I'm just going to throw crap at the wall. because that's really weird. Um, my thoughts would be, do you have a portfolio put together? Yeah. Or so I did. You, it's
6: probably outdated.
0: Okay. So you have like your graphic design stuff. hmm But do you have your costuming stuff? Yeah. Good. So I would be taking that and literally sending that to fucking everyone. And not here, but everywhere. everywhere. Whether that's New York or London or California or Florida, wherever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter to me. Just send that shit out.
2: I guarantee because you right now, right, with people you know, if, some, if you were like, oh my god, I have to relocate, but I can't afford, there'd probably be people willing to help you pay for relocating for a percentage, for like, you know, a small loan or whatever, because they know how talented you are.
0: Well, and not only that, I mean, you know, if you went to certain areas, there are people that know people in those areas Mm -hmm. so they might be able to set you up with something that you know you're not thinking of or they're not thinking of but Mm -hmm. options are out there the the biggest thing that nick and i always talk about is you kind of gotta make that shit happen nobody's gonna do it and i know you're talented enough to do pretty much anything because i've seen your work i would be pushing that on everyone hey Look at this stupid fucking cardboard staff I made. It sucks. Oh, but
2: if if you want a uh, to make a Tuscan Raider who's riding a rancor,
1: I mean, like, uh, I'll mean, you know, I get on
2: like a camel or something with my Tuscan Raider outfit and then you just...
1: Every, everything you, know, you do, why isn't on TikTok, right? I mean, I oh, know.
0: she does a ton of shit on TikTok. Are you
1: making,
6: she is are
0: all you, over are TikTok. Are you making
6: money on TikTok? No.
1: Why?
6: I don't have that big of a following.
1: Yeah. So there's something. Is oh, your be- following?
6: Uh, I've got, a l- I think I am at 11.9K. Okay. So
1: you're- she's got getting- a good following. You're getting close.
2: And she has a lot of good stuff on TikTok.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep filming. Keep sending I will
2: say, because we're talking about costuming, there was a friend I work with. This was after, you know, Whitecaps game. So, you know, I was just, of course, NCS for that one, but they, you know, they're a Facebook friend of mine, so because all the pictures on that one were basically made public, so I think either Christy or Jenny or somebody posted them, Then they were like, and it was kind of like that one event at um, like DeVos Hall or whatever, it was oh my god, did you guys actually get Daisy Ridley to come? And we're like, no, it's actually just somebody, and, 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 I, and I told them, I'm like, it's, it's, it's a funny thing, because I'm like, her name is Ray, so they call her Ray Ray because she's a Ray playing Ray. I said, but honestly, what you need to see is her Sabe because if you think she looks a lot like Daisy Ridley, she looks a whole heck of a lot more like Kira Knightley when she's actually like in the white makeup and stuff as Sabe.
6: I mean, I've been told that since I was 12, so if I can make anything out of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at I mean, you. I mean, you could do. Pirates of the Caribbean, you could do Sabe, you could do, what What was it? What I know she did one of the uh, um, Bronte sisters' novels. I don't remember which one uh, it was, I it
6: was. am. My goal is to make every outfit that Keira Knightley wore in Pride and Prejudice 2005.
2: Okay. I, I thought it was Pride and <laughs>
6: Prejudice. I have one.
2: Who is that? Is that Emily Bronte or is that?
6: Uh, Jane Austen.
2: Jane, oh, Jane Austen. Okay. They're all the basic same. I mean, at that point. Yeah, I mean,
0: honestly, Ray, I I think you should be updating that portfolio and sending it to everybody.
1: And, and say, you know, we're we're focusing on trying to help you versus what topic is, is
2: loans. Well, loan. I mean, we talked about student loans for two and a half hours. But, I mean, you, you she, want a couple she's... of you want a couple of Tuskids single file line, or your 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 guys.
3: I
0: mean, you want
2: action shots of Tuskins. I'm just saying, right now, guys. hang on for a minute, Nick.
3: Mike, why did you bring up the camel thing?
2: Well, I brought up the fact of riding a freaking Rancor. You said a I Rancor,
0: but then you went to a camel. Well, I can't ride a Rancor in
2: real life. I I'm just saying
0: like that's a... kind of racist.
2: I can... <laughs> yes, because you're a camel Okay, I could ride like a horse or something like that in real life. I can't just ride saying. a horse. That's a little racist. Go ahead, Nick. What were you going to say?
1: Oh, yeah. So, now... I, I know, I'm not sure if we talked about it, but like your student loans mm-hmm. that you currently have out are not federally backed, right?
6: They're um, they're federal, they're government student loans. Yeah.
2: Oh, so they're, Okay, so you'll get. Well, that's the, why she'd yeah. I think be able to sue the Department of Education. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that's that's how I'm eligible for borrower defense to repayment because those only work on federal student loans.
1: Okay, and then, do you have any private ones?
6: Um. No, I just had the federal student loans and Parent PLUS loans, but I've paid off my Parent PLUS loans.
1: Okay. Um, and will you get any of that back?
6: Um, I believe, because it's all under, like, my FAFSA account, Yep. I believe I get all of it back.
2: Can you explain what a Parent PLUS loan is, just for listeners? Nope. <laughs> I'm guessing what how it.
6: It's I, I know technically my parents took out those loans okay. uh, for yeah. me, but I paid them back.
1: So Not my parents
6: back. I paid the loans back.
1: Basically, basically your parents have to co-sign for these. Yeah. Loan. So the idea of a parent plus loan is it goes into your name as a student, your parent. So my mom refused to co-sign anything for me. Uh, my mom has helped me out in zero financial ways. We should make this very clear in life. Uh, no, granted, she's helped me once in a blue moon. The other day, she towed my car home because I told her I broke my wife's car died, and uh, you know I say I, I am I have thousands of dollars but, wrapped up into a fucking house. <laughs> but basically,
0: parent <laughs> so, plus loans are your parents took out a loan, loan for, for you, you to go to school.
1: Yep, and they're, they're on the hook. They're financially responsible as well. Correct. Now you have the rights to pay it. You have all that type of thing, and, and that's the problem is most parents don't realize on the hook for that um now when you're let's say, are you are you still living at home or are you, yes. you have your own? okay so you are um
6: that way all the money that i make can go directly to my loans
2: what are you doing the same booming metropolis that mr levian does you... she does live in the same booming metropolis. Oh, no, that I yes what 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 are you down to
6: uh, I'm down to
1: i think twenty two thousand and so we have we have okay this is this is where you and I fight no do you pay your student loans she had sixty k she's down to twenty two no uh-huh. I, I, I that's how the fuck you do it, okay uh-huh. you live at home again <laughs> she had federally backed student what, what, what's your loans. what's your percentage?
6: i honestly
0: don't know <laughs> five seven it's not seven twenty five but, but you probably actually five at the high
2: hey when like things like COVID happened i mean when she could you know if she could afford it during that time yeah. when they weren't like requiring payment and continuing the interest on it which helps a tremendous amount and like i said and that's where living at home helps too is when All of a sudden, all these other things stop being a fee because hey, I'm not going out and you know eating food at restaurants or blah 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 or whatever. Oh
1: God, I wish I could. And you can
2: basically say, okay, now I and then yeah, you you kick out a lot of that.
1: Mike's getting right on it. I mean, he's literally walking everybody through how to do this. So I have Mike on my side. So David, way to go.
2: Here's the entire thing. How many times have we talked about? hey, I'm going to make a new major purchase. Let's say, like, I'm buying a new set of appliances for my house. Oh, my God. It's hey, of- make, make, buy the, get this store credit card. It will give you 24 months, 0% interest. Oh. And you say, yes, I will do that. Because if you could pay off 75 to 80% of that during the 24 months, you could save a whole crap on of money. Yeah, but that's not even how that works. You have to pay off
0: 100% of it or they're charging you interest on all of
3: it. Well, that's whole, true. But on the uh,
0: whole fucking thing. So, push, Ray talking. did it all the right way. But how many people have that ability?
1: So, all, oh, everybody. No, bullshit. Even 90%. when we
2: get, like, Umber on, and Umar anyway. talked about what he basically did to basically make himself, dude, this dude, financially, he wanted a bicycle, right? a bicycle for dependent. years, years. You've um, got to be willing to basically say, I'm willing to live on ramen noodles and hot dogs for yeah. the, oh, the next four yeah. or five years of my life. I
0: mean, that shouldn't be the normal.
2: The nor- yes.
1: Oh, man, we're going to get back to that. No, it's, it's, it, that shouldn't be the fucking normal. You shouldn't it have it normal shouldn't. Shouldn't,
3: You
0: shouldn't sit there and go, I'm going to buy a head of lettuce and that's my fucking dinner for the next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can do it. It
1: doesn't mean it's a good idea. Right. But. Is taking out 60k for a loan a good idea? Do you understand that when you're 18 fucking years old? I mean, how many how many 18 year olds go out and buy a brand new fucking Ford Raptor at a hundred thousand bucks? They don't. A
2: shit ton. Bullshit. Go,
1: go to fucking Graveville High School. Go Bull- to Tennyson High
2: School. Okay, bullshit. But again, you said you said the key word. Granville high school. Which probably yeah. means the kid isn't taking the loan out for it. it, it is. The yeah, the parents did.
3: Still,
0: it. like, anybody driving a nice fucking car in high school, their mom or dad took that shit out. Well, or, I, I
1: or, or it's the, their, I, mom, I, I their mom and dad. Campus today.
2: Or, or and, their mom and dad was like, "Oh, I'm buying, you know, the newest, you know, Tesla in in 2018, but then in 2020, it's like, oh, I'm upgrading to a new, the newest Tesla." My kid can drive the 2018 Tesla down. Let 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 let's stop for a minute. Ray, what was your first vehicle?
6: Um, a 2001 Toyota Camry. How'd you get it? Uh, it was at an auto shop uh, that a family friend owns, and I got it my senior, junior, senior year of high school. Um, at, my parents every... bought it, and I paid them off.
2: Which would have been, been in like what 2015-ish? Twenty. Mm. Oh, I graduated 14. high school in 2014. So 2013-ish. Was It, was it still long, a 12-year-old or whatever car at that point. What was that? The it was, was still a 12-year-old. Yeah.
1: Was it Bruce's?
6: No.
0: Oh, I will tell you right now, my daughter's first car Yeah. I bought in 2010. Yeah. It was a 2002 Oldsmobile Alero.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was wasn't it driving aunt's? no fucking Raptor. All, all I'm saying is if th- these kids are going out and th- there's people that make stupid decisions no matter what age or well 18
2: yeah, and but above. Okay, but again, if you're 16 or 17 well, years 18
1: old where you're actually able you to can't
2: you can't you're not getting a loan for Correct. it 18 it.
1: 18 you are and these kids are still making that stupid at decision at 18
0: you're not getting a loan for a $100,000 vehicle you're not getting no. a loan for $15,000 you're, you're, you're not getting you're not getting a loan that's co-signed no. by a parent yeah at that age I mean, well, so What car company is giving you a fucking loan for a $50,000 automobile?
1: You're in high school. Have you ever, well, it's a 18 and above, right? So. Okay, 18 year olds are in high school. Yeah. My daughter graduated. She was 19. Have you ever driven down 28th Street? Uh huh. All of them.
2: Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Shit. But they, they might use, be giving you a loan. Used but car,
1: used car motor mall, you you're right. At $189 a week. That's what I'm saying. And then the other, like all of those from whatever but they don't have sixty thousand dollar vehicles. You ever looked at them? We went to we went to one place because my brother was looking at a car and I ended up buying it and making him pay me back interest because they wanted 25% interest. Granted, he would, but they wanted 25% interest. It was a 15-year-old car Uh with 180,000 miles Uh on it, and they wanted like 18,000 bucks for it. Correct. I was like, we're going to go buy this huge car for 180,000 miles, and I could buy it from a private sale for two grand. So, again... But people are financing that stuff. Because people are fucking stupid. That's the whole point. Like, so why am I... No,
0: no normal company is looking at a fucking 18-year-old and
1: giving them that kind of fucking loan. No respectable company. Correct. I can't say normal because that's a normal
3: thing for some reason.
0: It's a
1: bullshit company. That's exactly. That's right. the problem. You're you're pre- talking Best
0: Buy, company. used cars, 100%. JD by Ryder. All those, right? Yeah. The,
1: the predatory fucking lender. You know, I've I've dealt with JD by Ryder twice in my life. No you want to know why? Uh, they sent me a little postcard in
0: the mail. They sent me a little postcard in the mail. Scratch this off, you win whatever's on the thing. Yep. The least you could win was five bucks. I went in there, I got my five bucks both times. I went
2: home. See ya but Rex, I guess like oh god what was it it was some it was either a home improvement or something and it was one of those scratch off things and it's like you have a chance to win like $40,000 or something like that Yeah, Rex is sitting there with me when I do it he's like you should go and call them and I'm like even if it is even if it's just like I mean a it's probably an entry into the drawing or whatever and then even that, it's probably forty thousand dollars in whatever they want me to buy.
1: Right, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar yeah trailer that's worth twelve bucks. Yeah,
2: so I basically um, threw it in my recycling. Was done with it. No.
1: so you know, I I don't know. I there's got to be a way to to make it so that way people understand. Hey, this is this is what you're taking it out on. This is. Where you're going with it. There
0: that. are ways. But how does that benefit the person loaning the money?
1: Oh, it doesn't. And I don't care about that.
0: As you don't, and I don't. But those are the people that everybody's catering to. Because those are the ones we keep fucking bailing out with money constantly.
1: And I'm tired of it.
0: Yeah, so am I. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would much rather my money bails out people like Ray and tells Bank of America to fuck off.
2: Yep. I mean, well, you look at, like I said, 2008 is the perfect example, like you said. I mean, Ray, I know you were still fairly young at that point, but I mean, it was like all those, you know, TARP bailouts or whatever went to like all those mortgage companies that did, oh, adjustable rate mortgage is a great idea up until the point when those rates go up to like 6%, and all of a sudden those people can't afford. Their mortgage payments and then everybody was defaulted and these banks were like all of a sudden short on money and they're like crap we can't afford to loan to any more people and well my my favorite
0: were described as the ninja loans the no income <laughs> yeah, what was it no income jobless job yeah. something yeah
3: so
0: same. basically they didn't check your income they didn't check your job
1: history yeah. They just gave you a loan if you had a fucking pulse. Yep, no, like they gave it to dogs too. They did. Right. Like, that was my favorite. That was my favorite story to read. Was the dog?
0: The guy. The, the guy shows up to the house, and the loan is in the dog's dog. fucking name. Yeah. And the renters are like, "That's the owner's dog's name. You mean he's not paying the loan? <laughs> yeah, you're getting evicted, dude. This place is foreclosed." So, you know, that's like
1: you can't make that stuff up. So. We have been going on for quite a while. Ray, thanks for joining us. Hang on. Ray, Ray um, been on for like
0: an hour and Before we stop this, so I've given ideas on how to fix shit. We've yeah. all talked. Ray, so when it comes to student loans, how would you fix student loans and the issues that we have? I know I'm putting you on the spot.
6: Um well, I don't know a lot about a lot. So um I oh, I don't fuck. mind paying For college, I just think it's an absolutely ungodly amount. That it could be so much cheaper, and I don't, I don't know how, but I there's no reason it should cost a hundred k to get an education because that's. You don't. I mean, a professor should make that kind of money. Well, I mean. They don't. A lot of that money is going to the sports teams, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. No, I would agree. You, you, no, don't, you I don't
1: think, think, you're... You don't think the, the jersey sales that brings in the money should get that money?
0: If you took Michigan football away from Michigan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay? Mm-hmm. And basketball. And basketball. Mm-hmm. So, we'll take football and basketball and women's basketball, too, because they make a little
2: bit. softball is going to start losing money because they've they lost their coach.
0: How much would an education
2: cost
0: at that university? Now, if we're just paying, how many kids I'm would show sure up for the student? People would still show up to that school, yeah, maybe, because when you find so Northwestern's a great example. Mm-hmm. Horrible sports teams until their football team wasn't decent until
2: '95. It was decent for about three years,
0: and then they've had spurts here and there. Northwestern doesn't hurt for enrollment. Why?
2: Because they have because academically they're a great school to go to. They are an absolute powerhouse academic. Mm-hmm. They are I give a shit about the Midwest. I'm in Purdue the Ivy League of the Midwest.
0: And in all honesty, Michigan is up there academically as well. Notre Dame is up there academically as well. Do they need the sports teams to make money? No. Does
2: it help? Absolutely.
4: Shit sure does.
2: So if they like, I mean, I would say extent, like Michigan, because they have high money making sports teams, is probably why they're able I like, in the professor said it, you know, during the first two hours, they've got probably the best, one of the best medical schools and the best teaching mm-hmm. hospital in the country, because of the fact that they can subsidize that from other sources of income
0: well, and and when we look at some of that, so like I have a good friend who has been on the show many, many times, who him and his wife went to school with the fat Five. Oh, yeah. And I have been told
2: one of them specifically couldn't spell cat. Especially that one was was uh, Chris Weber
3: k
0: eighteen. No, it wasn't Weber, but I, I won't say who it was. Jalen Rose.
2: I will well, not confirm or deny. It was either the two of them or Jawan Howard. It was. I will not may confirm
0: have, or deny. They have
2: been Ray Jackson too. Who knows? It probably wasn't Jimmy. Washington. He doesn't
0: think it's Jimmy <laughs> King. He's just like off. I will say off the air who it was, but they couldn't spell cap
1: right. So I mean, I don't know. Like what we haven't figured out is
3: why. Why?
1: Why this ten thousand dollars or right? Cause ten thousand dollars, ten or twenty, if you got one, and mm-hmm. all why, like why it's why it's beneficial to to give it to people. I mean, twenty k pays off some, right? Because well, actually, so I know Seawick thought it, thought it was only twenty thousand. When I looked up, when I said I said average debt at thirty five, um, so that puts people low. So even if you had
0: 35 in debt, if you knocked yes, 10 off of that, that's almost a
2: third.
1: Well, if you, I assume you probably got pills, so you're probably...
2: Even if you didn't, that's still almost a third. Yep. Well, give a look at what Wright said she still owes. I mean, if absolutely everything falls through in this, you know, court case that she's involved, that she's kind of an outsider to, you know, fails and no... That's like half her student loan yeah. that's remaining is forgiven.
1: Yeah, I am saying you live in rich USA. And maybe so
2: instead of like held, you know, the next six years living with her parents, she only has to live with their parents for the next three years to pay it off.
0: It's a lot easier to pay off 12 grand than it is to pay off 22.
3: Sure.
2: It took me a year to pay
0: off 12 grand for my roof.
3: Yeah.
2: Especially well, and then again, your roof is a situation where it's a flat interest. Yes. I paid three percent i borrowed the money from my daughter the student loan is you keep paying interest until you basically pay off that loan yeah and i like your comment about the student loans nick where you said you got a bill for like what 75 or something like that
1: two dollars and 12 cents yeah
2: i mean it was the same way when i basically paid off my last car when i'm like okay i've got this lump sum of cash I'm going to pay it off. I went to the bank that day, and I said, what do I owe? I said, okay, here's the money. Because it took, like, two more days for it to, you know, process for the full payment. I ended up getting a bill for, like, $2.15. Yeah. Which is
1: stupid.
2: It's very well, fucking um, stupid.
1: I'm working on getting a payoff for the house that I have right now, because I am I might just pay it.
2: Well, except unless you can go in there and walk in there with cash in hand, if it's a matter of you know bank transfer or whatever, those take time. I mean, if you can walk in cash in hand and say, "Oh, I owe ten thousand dollars, Here's my briefcase with my you know log handcuff attached to it. ten thousand dollars
0: i know nick wants to wrap up because we're at three hours and 20 minutes and it's after nine o'clock and he has a longer drive
2: than me uh, and I so have fucking up i have the shortest tra- oh, actually right i actually right yeah a you and ray short- both have the shortest drive you just in the home. background there My um, name, i have to actually like walk that way
0: yeah so i i greatly want to thank the professor for joining us yeah. he's always an absolute delight ray thank you for hopping on and giving us your your two cents here um you know, I'm always happy to talk money with you, and if you need other bullshit advice, I'm always around. Nick?
1: Yeah, let's say, you know, I'm trying to figure out why I'm so tired, and I remembered I got to call at 2 a.m.
0: Yeah, that'll do uh,
1: it. Because I'm back in the house. And, uh, you want
0: to so talk bad. about your beers?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give a shout out to New Blaretts, or the uh, Moon Man, which you did not enjoy. I, 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 did, not. Kinda... I did not try the stout. Like, yeah, it was all right. So this, right. uh, the totally naked, which I really enjoyed. totally naked was good. And then of course the uh, spotted cow, which I, of course, enjoyed myself. Uh,
0: I'm shouting out to Blake's because their caramel apple was great. I shared one with Nick because I felt bad for him.
2: Yeah, I ran out of the drinks because we
0: went three and a half fucking hours. No, we only went three hours and twenty minutes. What are you so, talking about? So yeah, but he started
2: drinking before the camera went on. I got out over three hours Story. ago. Mike, what uh what you, what did what do you want to say about your drinks? Well, I started again with the the uh, Revolution Brewing Freedom yeah. of Speech the peach sour ale and then the uh, the Blake's one that I found is actually it's just called Estate which is described as the truest expression of the apple our estate cider pays homage to the working farm and orchard it was born from. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty good. Not It's a semi-dry, so it's not as sweet as other ciders, but they were good. And then I kind of intermingled that with some Cider Boys. And at a point, I did have the uh, groovy stout, which is the NA, because I felt I needed something that didn't necessarily add to my alcohol intake. But again, I, I, I have a very simple commute.
0: And you come um, up on uh, Monday. Make sure you bring those non-alcoholic IPAs because I think Jim is joining I will us. bring Ray, those report chips. on I Monday. No had, I will on no the not porch. I'll drink
2: those Untitled doing doing a, IPAs on Monday. Monday, we're doing a podcast. No, Mike and I are drinking you on sit, the porch. City of Byron Center
1: tap water.
6: So, anyway,
0: uh, Ray, did you drink anything?
6: Uh, water.
2: Okay, she had water too. Is it City of Byron Center
0: tap water? It's fresh yes. from
2: the tap, like. Professor City oh, of Yeah, the uh, Professor and City of Lansing,
3: Water.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. So like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family how <laughs> much you love Buck and Bruce in our three and a half hour episode Go
0: go give us some reviews I, on your podcast. Yeah,
1: say so if you can, right? We're on we're on Stitcher, Everything. we're on Apple. Uh, uh we now officially Pandora. have Pandora. We now officially have uh a, a, new, Discord. A, a new app called Discord. Yeah, we're on Discord uh, now. Apparently you can talk to us, direct. It, yeah. It's more. That's right. You'll have way. to follow
2: them on Discord. That's I like, love Discord.
1: Uh, I'll, send, oh, yeah. I'll send
2: you the link, Ray. Yeah.
1: And uh, you know kids.
0: we're on TikTok and shit too, so follow so, us there.
1: I'm uh, I'm going home, going to bed. Y'all take care.
0: All right. Um, thanks for joining us again. We'll be back next Wednesday because we can't do Tuesday. Are you good for Wednesday?
1: We'll figure it out.
0: I have a fantasy football draft on Tuesday. Can't do that shit. Oh, I've got a fantasy football draft on Tuesday too. Though. Yes, you no, do. Right. So can't we can't we do versus drafting? I mean, I, I technically we could, but I'm not going to pay any attention to what the fuck financial shit we're talking about. We're on a
2: football episode,
0: we're hoping Wednesday we're at a, uh, talking to a brewer, but it might not be. We might have what's to get the that, What's next. the
2: fee this year for for fantasy football? Twenty still, or, huh? Or, what yeah, was it 20. last year?
0: All right, twenty bucks. So next, going bye bye. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll be back next week. in to box and brews you might hear something you can use like tips on your cash or tips on the suds you're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff because they know the bruise and they know the box and they know they can't help the stubborn fucks so listen up because shit's not funny and save
2: yourself some beer money, money. Bucks. And bucks and brews bucks and brews bucks and
5: brews bucks and brews